93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday. It's October 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Just several months after retail giant Toys R Us shuttered its operation and liquidated its doors, new owners are staging a comeback. Whoa! The Wall Street Journal first reported Tuesday that lenders who now own the iconic toy store have canceled plans to auction off the company, according to a bankruptcy court filing acquired by the paper. According to the court papers filed Monday, while the company received qualified bids for assets, including the brand names of Toys R Us, Babies R Us, Babies R Us Jeffrey the Giraffe, and the associated website domains, it has opted to forego the bankruptcy auction. <laughs> In a press release, the company says it is moving forward with a plan for the assets to be acquired by a group of investors led by Jeffrey's LLC, existing secured lenders. The transition of the business is to its new owners is pending approval of the United States Bankruptcy Court. So what this means, the new owners of Jeffrey LLC say that they are actively working with potential partners to develop ideas for new Toys R Us and Babies R Us stores in the United States and abroad and could bring back the iconic brands in a new and reimagined way. Yeah, I think there's opportunity there especially if they became just so comprehensively toy based and and tech toy based you know but but also with a large online counterpart like because well, they did have a, an online component but it was terrible yeah it was so terrible the website was terrible amazon ordering. crushed it yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah they crushed it it was terrible the shipping was took forever and yeah it, w- it was no good but if, i just if, if they could be a, a an ultra comprehensive toy aspect like an amazon be a competitor yeah they they would I laughed though when I heard this. I, like after all that, and now it's coming back. I knew it. <laughs> I was talking I, to somebody over. I, I said it in my prayers every <laughs> night. But maybe it was my cousin who said that. Um, whatever you know, this announcement came down. It's it's not going away. That this was like some sort of uh, it reorganization. Was a, it was a business move to begin with. Yeah, um, of course. Well, if this was the original plan, mm-hmm. though, I feel like somebody's going to get in trouble. Like they they shut down, liquidated everything, and they're going to reopen. I I think this is the new owner's plan. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, and whatever. If listen, if it creates jobs or whatever, that's I don't the thing, know. Though, that's yeah. what, that's what I was saying. Why then, if this was the original plan, I mean, all those people lost their jobs. I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we can't know for certain what, what actually happened between the time that they were, you know, shutting down the stores and clearing all yeah. that inventory out and, and now. Back in June, low sales over recent years led to the closing of several stores, including the iconic flagship store in Times Square. The company filed for bankruptcy in 2017, and in March of 2018, the company announced that all 740 of its U.S. stores would be closing. But now that giraffes are killing people with their necks, it might be time to change <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, your mascot. It might be time to change the mascot. <laughs> the closing was attributed to poor holiday sales performance, a shift to more playtime play on mobile devices, and competition from online and discount stores. Don't be surprised. If you get a text message from the White House today, the government is testing a new nationwide alert system that would let uh, presidents send out emergency messages to phones all over the country. The Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Federal Communications Commission will test wireless emergency alerts and the emergency alert system on Wednesday, October 3rd, which is today. I got a text yesterday from the White House. It was Trump asking (laughs) if he could slide into my DMs. Oh, and? you let him? I let him. Why not? Well, you don't ask that. You just do it. You just slide in. Mm -hmm. Protocol. The test alert 
alert will be sent to cell phones connected to participating wireless providers at 2.18 Eastern Daylight Time. And the message will say, presidential alert, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. The audio alert will be bing, bing, bong, bong. Bing, bing, bong, bong. When you hear that, you'll yeah. know. Uh, it's like the, uh, the tones that we play oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. emergency. Uh, right. when, uh, Just when, when you need that. <laughs> Listen, look, look at how hard it is for me to find that thing here Bing, now. bing, bong, bong. It was just standard. There we go. Uh-huh. Well, that one would be good, too. (laughs) While not everyone will receive the message, phones that uh, that do should only receive it once with a special tone and vibration that people will recognize, FEMA said. So that's twice a day, and it's going to be a little trivia game? No. (laughs) What? You weren't paying attention. Uh, Scott Rogalski. (laughs) The wireless emergency alert. What's the capital city of India? Alert system (laughs) is currently used to warn the public about dangerous weather, missing children, and other critical situations. The president would be able to use the system to send alerts if there was a public peril that would require nationwide notification, like if there was a risk of an imminent attack or multiple terrorist attacks. When used, the presidential alert would be followed by state or local instructions. While people can opt out of the Amber Amber Alerts and other alert messages, the public will not be able to opt out of the presidential alerts. This is interesting because there's so a presidential alert system. So it's literally naming the president as far as this because there's a national alert system mm-hmm. that already uh, is in place. I used to. I remember when I first started in radio. There was a. I think I've told you guys about this before. There was a. There was an envelope that you would open in yes. the event of yes. a national alert come out, and it had. It would have a, a code that you would have to read and have to match up with the uh, the code that was sent to you via the UPI wire. Mm-hmm. And if it matched up, it was legitimized. It was almost like uh, you know in. Uh, not Hunt for Red October, but the other submarine movie, Crimson Tide, where they had to match the, you know, Zulu, Alpha, right, Bravo, right, right. And all this stuff. Go through the whole code. And and then we would broadcast the information that was supposed to be passed along for the national alert system. But this is the presidential alert system, and this goes straight to your cell phone. That's interesting. I, I Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can understand that, that the, the nature of tech has made it possible that you could alert a large bulk of the population through the technology. Okay. I, I don't know what more it will be in and above that, yeah. what you were describing, but yeah. we'll see. There's also an EAS portion of it, and that part will uh, be sent to participating broadcast entities at 220. So first the cell phone alert will go out at 218, uh, and then the EAS at 220. All right, and, and is the EAS on phones as well, or is that uh, via broadcast like we do? Because we run it's EAS tests. Okay. It's broadcast. All right, we do those uh, monthly. Sometimes those weather alerts are shocking. I was driving my mom to the airport last week or the week before, and we both got uh, a flooding alert at the same time. Yeah. On yes, our and it's very it loud. loud. It was really loud. I, I, and- Nick, we were, that, it must have been the same time because at yeah. home, my phone went off, and, and I was like, "We I, all I, get them." Yeah. I had not okay. heard that sound. Yeah, yeah so my, my mom was sitting right next to me in the car, and I was driving, and we both were shocked by uh, by the volume on it. Yes, it was on your phone. Yes, what? and yeah. Preston, it, yeah, I got it. I got it. As well. I keep my volume at a moderate level. Me too. And this was really loud. Yeah, it, it was jarring. Is it uh, someone speaking? No, the alert. It was a tone. But no, this is it's tone. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Nick? Mine went through my Bluetooth, so it was like oh, were you even in the car? louder. Yeah, it was oh in the car. Gosh. Yeah, the test is being performed to see if there are any improvements that need to be made in the way that the presidential alerts would be distributed in the future. It was originally scheduled for September twentieth, but was pushed to October third due to Hurricane Florence. A landlocked surf resort in Central Texas closed on Friday after a man who visited died from what is commonly known as a brain-eating amoeba. The Waco Tribune Herald reports Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is testing the BSR Cable Park Surf Resort for a rare but highly deadly amoeba. Uh, 
BSR Cable Park owner Stuart Parsons Jr. said it will continue to comply with requests related to the investigation of Fabrizio Stabile's death. The 29-year-old man died in New Jersey earlier this month after falling ill. Parsons and Stabile had been in the park's wave pool. Officials are investigating the source. It, it, it's weird that this happens because it usually... Ha- Stuff like this you'll usually have when someone goes into like a a still pond or like a like a well that's what, but that's yeah, what these that's what these these places are they're but, not but, chlorinated but, but, water but, oh, they're not. Like a wa- no. but, oh, but I thought it was like a wa- like a moving wave pool not going through a filter or anything or listen um, my sister in law works at one of these and what she has is natural water there's no oh, right. filtration oh, okay. you know system like there it's basically a man made lake okay. Uh, the surf resort closed pending the test results from the CDC. The CDC says that people are typically infected when they go diving or swimming in warm, freshwater places. Yeah. Normally, people are infected when contaminated water enter through their nose, according to the agency. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Tony Walters hit a tie-breaking single with two outs in the 13th inning as the Colorado Rockies outlasted the Chicago Cubs 2-1 at Wrigley Field in the longest win-or-go-home postseason game in Major League history. Scott Oberg, the sixth Colorado pitcher, fanned Chris Bryant for the final out of the 12th and then struck out the side in the 13th to end the longest postseason game in the 104-year history of Wrigley Field. Colorado now leads the now, lead, now heads to Milwaukee to open up a best-of-five division series against the National League champion Brewers tomorrow. The American League wildcard game is tonight. The New York Yankees will host the Oakland A's. Liam Hendricks will start for Oakland, while uh, Louis Severino will pitch for the Yankees game time in the Bronx is at 8.05. The Flyers on Tuesday claimed goalie Calvin Pickard off waivers from the Maple Leafs, and both Dale Weiss and Taylor Layer cleared waivers. Pickard will begin the season on non-roster status, and goalie Michael Neuvert will be placed on injured reserve. Layer was sent to the Phantoms, while Weiss will remain with the Flyers on the opening night roster. The Flyers begin their season tomorrow night with a game in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. And the Eagles are still the hey, Super Bowl hey, champs. Hey, hey, hey. And that's what we have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Welcome to Wednesday. And uh, let's see what we have in store for today. Listen, just a reminder that we give away on Friday this trip uh, for two to attend an exclusive party on set of The Walking Dead in Atlanta. Uh, so we'll uh, get the letter that's at the end of the show. So stick with us. And if you can't stay the whole time, come back around for that because we'd love for you to win that trip. Speaking of winning, we have a secret text word today. We try to fill up the middle of the week with uh, something fun to win each and every week. And we do have tickets to see John Oliver. He's going to be playing December 30th. It's a Saturday at the Met, the new venue in town. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's been restored and uh, it's all set. And you have a chance to win tickets to go to this show. Uh, you need to do it by, uh, or you can do it by texting the word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call them with that word. The designated caller wins those tickets, and then we'll grab a random texter as well. So you don't even have to be around to win that. So text the word secret to 39333 right now. You just might win. Speaking of winning, that continues with $1,000 and a chance to win with MMR's birthday bucks, uh, part two. We're doing it again at 8 a.m., your first shot today. So listen up. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. Uh, and Mike Jarek is out today, so it's going to be Alex and Tom. Okay. Morning, so we will spend some time with them. Kathy, are you wearing suede today? Is your uh, jacket suede? Yes, yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah. just suede noticed Suede jacket, that. yeah. We're going on TV. She looks all nice and everything. So. Oh, this is the old thanks. joke. This must be felt. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this, velvet? 
so uh, then we, sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted. No, by that's that. okay. You just look so gosh darn. I know. Like, I can yeah. do that sometimes yeah. to you. Um, we also have Adam Goldberg. Yeah, the Goldbergs hey. on today. Their their episode tonight is going to and they they you know he picks he and the writers pick these wonderful little treasures <laughs> in our area. Yeah. to fixate on during some of the episodes and I uh, the one that that. Uh, that caught me a couple of weeks ago. I was watching a rerun. Was uh, where they go to uh, donkeys. Donkeys, and yes. uh, is yeah, that great? Yeah, yeah, Barry said that the the greatest cheesesteak. It was it was all about the best cheesesteak, and he said the greatest cheesesteak isn't even in Philly. Well, yeah. the coach it's takes him down. Jersey, you want the secret? And yeah, they go into like a secret room. Yeah, this is it. And, and it was a play off of Indiana Jones. Yes, yeah. and yeah. so you know, is he had to go find the secret <laughs> map and and work their way. But anyhow. Uh, tonight, they're going to feature a uh, uh, a little take on Zipperhead, which on is South so cool. Street. Yeah. Yes, it's just one of those little treasures of yep. Philadelphia. It's also a riff on Greece. It's called, I believe, "You Got Zuckoed." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how they tie the movies right, and a yeah, local yeah, yeah. thing together. So we'll talk to Adam Goldberg uh, a little bit later on this morning about that episode and all things Goldbergs, which is such a great show. If you've never watched it, being from here, it's just the thin that you're not watching it. And we have a meet need today, the Bug Light Philly Philly Tour. Did I write bug? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's different. We're changing it up. The Bug Light. Yeah, the Bug Light Philly Philly Tour. Philly Philly. Uh, We're going to have one of those zappers. Tomorrow night at the Union Tap. Who's going to be there? Me. Are you will, oh, Nick? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, read that part. B- better bring your deet. Uh, they will be stopping by this morning, so we'll give you a heads up on that and everything you need to know about that appearance tomorrow night. And uh, maybe something else. We'll, we'll see what's going on. We're going to take a quick break, come back in a second. Uh, the Entertainment Report is on the way next, as well as a stupid question, some giveaways. Maybe you'll have a chance, because we still have that movie screening of Venom tonight, by yes. the way. Yes. A few of those passes left. We'll give those away as well. And another screening coming up we'll tell you about, too. It's just, it doesn't stop. It never stops. It never! We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bing, bing, bong, bong. You found Found it. it. There's our presidential alert. Yep. Uh, So, going to do a stupid question this morning. Pair of tickets for the Museum of American Revolution is what we're going to give away. If you can answer this question, what exactly was Luke Skywalker on his way to pick up at Tashi Station? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 215-263-WMMR. He was being a little bitch about it, too. What was Luke Skywalker on his way uh, to get a Tashi Station? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Now, listen, I have a whole lot of solid birthdays today, so... We'll be the judge. Well, we're not going to linger too long on each one of them because there's a big, big list of them, but it's Tommy Lee's birthday today. Wow, okay. Uh, Tommy Lee is 56. He's been having some interesting personal issues with his son and his Uh, ex-wife and everything. Knocked out by his son. Uh, A lot of strife in the family. Uh, He apparently, though, otherwise, he's got a lot of stuff that he's, he's... 
you know, uh, re- recording with the band again yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for the movie. I've uh, always liked Tommy Lee. Yeah, me too. So I, I, I hope that family stuff gets put behind him and they move on. So he's 56 today. It is also Gwen Stefani's birthday. Ah. And uh, Gwen is, uh, she's uh, edging closer and closer to 50 years old. I remember the first time I saw her was in that, uh, the video for Just a Girl. Yes. Around 1996, 95, 96, and was like, who is yeah. that? And uh, she's a great performer, too. Great live performer. She puts on a hell of a show. She also is very glam. When she, she gets done up, so. she looks like a 30s or 40s screen star. 49 today. Ashley Simpson. Oh, yes. Yeah, Jessica's little sister <laughs> who was uh, trying to have a a singing career. And, uh, well, that all fell apart, especially after that Saturday Night Live appearance where she was lip syncing. One of the great missteps of all time on SNL. She's uh, 34 years old today. Uh, it is the great Chubby Checker's birthday oh! today. Chubby is 77 years old. He might, maybe, maybe... He might be uh, calling the show later on this morning. I got a uh, text from his son, Shan, who said that, uh, you know, maybe we should pop him on. And uh, I said, hell yeah, man. He's a legend. and uh, Lives in the area. And Well, yeah, and he's in Nashville right now. I'm not oh, sure he what is? he's doing okay. there. Might be performing, but... Um, yeah, and he he was kind of inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because this song was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a new category they did this year. Yeah, I think Chubby himself needs to be inducted. I think he yeah. will be eventually. I got to do the twist with Chubby at the Sixers game. Wow. That's pretty cool, <laughs> pretty man. Pretty cool, right? Uh, so maybe he'll check in in the 9 o'clock uh, hour a little later on. So happy birthday to Chubby Checker. Nev Campbell, the actress, uh-huh. is uh, turning 45 years old today. What was she just in? She was just in, is she the wife in that Sky? Skyscraper movie? You know what she is. Yes, yes, Steve. It says here on her list of credits, Skyscraper. That's okay. correct. So, and it didn't do too well. Nah. It's mainly because of, I think, uh, Dwayne Johnson overload at the moment. It is, but you know what the de- the, the deal is? Uh, complex word to say deal, uh, but uh, it, it, the movie thundered in China. And so really? China is such a robust movie market okay. that it can do okay here, and it's still killed over there. It's considered a massive success. Uh, Lena Headey, who is of Game of Thrones, she plays uh, Cersei Lannister, um, and just you just absolutely hate her. Most of the time. If you watch the show, most of the time. There are there. moments where yes. she's a mother, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, she has a little bit of a soul. Therein yeah. lies the essence of a really compelling villain. Yeah. There are points at which humanity peeks out from under the villainy yeah. and makes you say wait a second i don't i don't even not even when she's a mother do i like her <laughs> no. because she's a mother to terrible children yeah there's suck there, there's a couple of moments there and especially when she makes the snickerdoodles preston reading that's the, the only reason the books there were a couple things in her past where you're like okay she was treated in, anyway you should watch the show if you don't and by the way she is so gorgeous they actually, they make her evil. They don't uglify her. It's her personality makes her so unattractive on the show. She is the recipient of the shame march, right? Uh, yeah, she is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Shame. Uh, but she is, uh, she's a wonderful actress, and she's actually really funny and pretty cool in the interviews I've seen. She's 45 today. And you need to see Dread. I keep telling you every time her birthday rolls around. I do need to yeah. see that. Uh, Steve, Alicia Vikander. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the most recent uh, Laura Croft in uh, Tomb Raider. I think she did a great job. I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, Ex Machina, she was the android. Wonderful movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's a looker. And uh, And, uh, uh, the Danish girl. A great actress. She's 30 years old today. It's Reverend Sharpton's birthday. Oh, my God. As well. (laughs) R-E-S-P-I-C-T. We owe him some R-E-S-P-I-C-T-E. 
or whatever, however he spelled but, it. What do we have his two his two favorite? Of I know it's, it's we tough. Do. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, trying to find it here. Yeah, sorry, sorry Case. I didn't. You're not going in order, Preston. I didn't let you. I, what do you mean I'm not going in order? I didn't, didn't see that one. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I didn't highlight it. I, I accidentally uh-huh. skipped it. I highlighted his age and not his name. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Alex resist Sharkey. we much. Uh, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> resist we much and also R E S P I E C T or however R E S P I C T for Aretha Franklin. He misspelled. Respect. Yeah. All right, we'll just get to that part. There's a song that you can mm-hmm. reference yeah. that will surely. Even if you can't spell. Yeah. Just can... sing the song. Yeah. And the next time you get a black woman and a beagle confused, remember this. I got you. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the end of it. That's the end of it All after right. he spells. Oh, okay. It was, was, it was, uh, it was pertaining to uh, Omarosa's. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, Trump had said something concerning dogs, and so uh, okay. tr- he was trying to tie it all together in, an, in a nice uh, misspelled bow. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal. And while we're talking about female canines, you know what they say about payback? It's a real, well, I'm sure you know the word I'm thinking of. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, Here we go. show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come oh, he just, on. He mixed up I and E. All right. So. You know what they say? Well, you know. Yeah. What they say. Hey, the teleprompter's moving a little slow. Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Okay. Respect. <laughs> All right, we got, we got to move along. Yes, we do. Uh, so Al Sharpton is 64 today. Sean William Scott. Oh. The American Pie movies. Of course, Stifler. And uh, oh. the weapon now. This is, oh, wow. This is oh, is he Rose the new rigs? He's the new rigs. <laughs> this is Road Trip <laughs> when he's getting a, a prostate, uh, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, stop. Okay, keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so in this lethal weapon thing, is he Riggs or no. is he's he, his brother or is he Vance? He's he's playing Riggs' brother. Okay. Uh, at least I believe. It, it premiered last <laughs> night or tonight. Was, was that it, a Deuce of Hazard joke? Yes, thank okay. you. All right, I, I almost went with Coy, but I thought Vance was cooler. Vance is uh, cool. Yeah. character's name is Wesley Cole. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sean William Scott, 42. Every time we've talked to him, he's been great. Great he's guy. Very nice guy. Clive Owen, the actor from um, Children of Men, Gosford Park, The Knicks, Sin City. Uh, he's 54 years old. Ray Horn. Wow. Oh, Siegfried Roy. and Roy. I'm sorry, wow. Roy Horn. I'm sorry, Roy Horn. Doing it, Roy. Siegfried and Roy. He was the tiger mold half. What's his status? I don't know. Still I'm alive. curious. He's alive. I'm doing great. Please, <laughs> love and I'll be returning to the stage at the end of the year. God. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Roy Horn is... never even know anything happened. He <laughs> <laughs> had his throat ripped out. Had my head ripped off by a tiger? What are you talking about? Roy 74 today. Uh, Steve, I saved the last one for you. Uh, yes. Tommy Wiseau's birthday. Ah. Yeah. The Room. The writer and director oh, okay. and star of The Room. And the disaster artist. Have you seen yet? No. You oh, will enjoy it. Okay. I would recommend, if you can, 
see the room first. But I've never seen the room. I've it's seen, not necessary. I've seen uh, clips of it. Yes, uh, but it's considered the worst movie ever made, right? Oh, well up there. Yeah, yeah. and 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 it satisfi- satisfies the right requirement is that they attempted to make a good movie. He attempted to make a good movie, and it was just horrible. Yeah. But it became lore and uh, and such a joke that people love it. And it worked. Yep. So circuitously, it worked. It, it made him a famous filmmaker. 63 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question. What Luke Skywalker was on his way to Tasha Station to get what? 215-263-WMMR is our number. And I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Good. Is it, uh, power converters? Power converters. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Hang on a second, Matt. We're going to get your information, take care of you, and we will give you a pair of tickets to the Museum of American Revolution opening October 27th. The museum presents Hamilton was here, rising up in revolutionary Philadelphia. A limited run interactive experience tracing Hamilton's rise in the Philadelphia region. For tickets, visit amrevmuseum.org for all of the information. Uh, Nick, what were you going to say? It's just funny. I, I saw a quote from Mark uh, talking about that line, and he... And he also recognizes how awful and whiny he sounds, but he was trying to sound like an immature boy yeah, who then grows up as the movies go on. So right. he, he, he did it that way on purpose, but uh, people never let him live it down. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood, yeah. All right, so let's get into the entertainment report. Uh, actress Ileana Douglas uh, conducted her first televised interview Tuesday about Les Moonves. Uh, she claims the disgraced ousted CBS chief blacklisted her from the network after she rejected his advances, which turned into an assault. And they had, um, there was a series well on the way that she was responsible for, and they had signed a deal, and it was all moving ahead, and when she um, basically turned him away, that's when it crashed down. The view, on The View, she describes being summoned to his office after he cast her uh, show Queens. Uh, he, she said, I go to his office, I have my clipboard of notes, and all I wanted to do was tell him what a team player I was going to be, to be in the show and how excited I was. He started asking me a lot of personal questions, and I was stumbling and fumbling and not really knowing what to say, and that led to him jumping on top of me and putting his tongue down my throat and pinning me uh, to the couch. What a oh. sweetheart. Once She said, once he saw that I wasn't participating, he stopped, and I just wanted to get out of the room. He said, we're going to keep this between you and me, right? Uh, we're not going to tell anybody about this. And when her manager called her later to ask how the meeting went, he said the feedback from Moonves had been great. And I said, why? And she's and apparently she said, because Les just called me and he said, you guys had a lot of fun. <sighs> uh, she was fired from, from the series shortly thereafter due to poor performance, a reference Douglas believed Believes to uh, her behavior in his office, and here's a woman who was already successful, absolutely, and, and you know, screenwriter, yeah. uh, been in a number of uh, of uh, high profile projects, yeah. worked with Scorsese a number of times, yeah. So it, you know, come on, pig, uh, totally, exactly. So he got his at least uh, for the most part. Uh, Bravo's show flipping out, Casey. Is this one that you watch or mm, no? I don't watch it. Okay, what is it? Because I know you. Is it a house flipping house thing? Flipping. Oh, you watch shows no, like yeah, that. but I don't watch it on Bravo. I'm I'm an HDTV guy. All right, well, a guy named Jeff Lewis from that show uh, has reported plan to make his legal battle with his daughter's surrogate mother go away quickly and quietly has hit an obstacle. Doctor Lindsay Caffarata, 
The doctor who delivered daughter Monroe has filed court documents that side with the surrogate named uh, Alexandra Trent against Lewis, his partner Gage Edwards. I'm not Bravo and the production company behind flipping out. Well, listen, the details are enough to to make this interesting. Yeah, please. All right, so in the filing, uh, she claims that she heard, uh, this is the doctor saying this, that she heard Miss Trent, who was the surrogate, inform the show's producers that she did not want to be filmed while she gave birth as she did not want her reproductive organs displayed on television. And of course. Edward and Lewis said that they wanted the, to film the birth for home use. So the show's producers also allegedly told her that there would be no filming during the birth. Well, she filed her suit in June, claiming she never agreed to have the process of giving birth be filmed. She was also reportedly outraged by comments that Lewis and Edward made about her vaginal grooming habits and the size of her vagina. Oh, no. What? While she's giving birth? I guess so. Oh, my God. What the hell? What? In the episode, Look at the size of that thing. In the episode, Lewis Things said, freaking huge. If I was a surrogate and I had known that there was going to be an audience, I probably would have waxed. And that was the shocking part for Gage. She's giving birth. Hey, well, what is, was she going out on a date? She said, I don't think Gage had ever seen a vagina, let alone one that big. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. Listen. It, how, it is true. Yes. In it, the process of giving birth, things get bigger. It's a baby's head exactly, and shoulders. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Lewis claims the footage that uh, wound up on air didn't violate the agreement, though. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lewis, who is, uh, once again, the, the host of this show, I guess, uh, is piping up about his uh, ruptured relationship with Jenny Poulos. Is Jenny Poulos the mother of the uh, surrogate baby? I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> no? I just like the big vagina comments. (laughs) Uh, It's just so weird. (laughs) On Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Lewis said that it was possible that he would become friends with his longtime business partner again, but unlikely after she reported him to Bravo for abuse. Lewis told Cohen, when someone reports you for abuse to your bosses, that's kind of something that's hard to get over. So, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, there's Certainly messed up. There's a lawsuit and vaginal grooming and big vaginas involved, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, former Cosby show star Jeffrey Owens was offered a gig from Tyler Perry after being a bit shamed for working at Trader Joe's. You remember the story? Right. Perry, who was recent, who recently spoke with Good Morning America, said that he had cast Owens for 11 episodes of his own show. Is he following through on that? The haves and the have-nots, yep. Good. Uh, good man. Perry told GMA, I called him up ne- uh, the next week and had written him into 11 shows. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, but when he showed up for the first day, I saw him in costume, and I had 20,000 more ideas running into my head from him. <laughs> Perry went on to say that he can relate to Owen's financial struggles as he was once homeless and slept in his car. Uh, Tyler Perry's, uh, 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 when you read his story, he's a good guy. He really is a good guy. He's a self-made man, and he doesn't forget. You know? No, yes, he, 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 he pays it forward. Uh, he added, to get this place, just uh, to get to this place, to just uh, have seen both sides of this has been really incredible, and that's why I feel like I'm the guy for the underdog. Meanwhile, Owens opened up about being offered the role and said there is a little sense of mischief, I think, to Tyler, as well as generosity, because, you know, I, I had just said I don't think I would really feel comfortable getting offered work because of the situation, and what does he do? He offers me work. <laughs> Uh, and he added, maybe this is the cause that's actually going to bridge the divide in our country. Maybe this is it. This is the way that we come together. I don't know about I that. I think it but... will absolutely change the tide of everything. <laughs> it will reverse the course of political strife. <laughs> and everything will be fixed because of this. No, no. But listen, what it does do is it, it it gave us all a chance to pause and smile at a good story. Sure. And I think uh, Nicki Minaj followed through and it sent him twenty five grand. 
uh, to help him. Owens plays the role of a senator and made his debut on the Haves and Have Nots on Tuesday night. So that's, there you uh, go. That's good for him, man. That's cool. Uh, speaking of politics and so on and so forth, Chris Evans and Zoe Kravitz reveal their first times, but for voting. Uh, celebrities like him and her, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Don Cheadle, Scarlett Johansson, and Chadwick Boseman are teaming up for an openly clickbaity <clears throat> PSA called My First Time. Uh, and it's created to drive young people to vote. It's just I'm, I'm sorry. As long as there's a picture of a woman that, with a crying with a stingray on her back, that's yeah. the thing I'm going to click on. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you see it all the time. It's a woman at the beach. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. We found out she was at one of those stingray petting ponds. Yeah. And one got on her back, and she's crying. But if you ever, if you go over, go to anything clickbaitish yeah. on the web, that picture's always there. Yeah. And then there's always one that says, she had no idea they were photographing when yeah. this happened. Yeah. And the bitch of it is, is when you go into that series of yeah, photos. there's that, not even in it. That one photo you clicked on that got you in the first place is not, not, not even there. there. I clicked nope. on one the other day. It was a photo that looked like it was taken in the 1930s or something. Yeah. Of these two guys holding a woman, holding like her face, uh. like they were about to kill her or something like that. And it said, shocking photos from history. I'm like, well, I want to see what that one's all about. It wasn't know. even in it. I went it? through the whole You'll damn thing. <laughs> that one picture was not in it. Bastards. A bunch of other interesting ones, but... But not as interesting as that one. one what I happened wanted. to the woman? I know. What happened to the stingray? So anyhow, uh, the celebs are urging citizens to register to vote by October 9th. Big Little Lies Kravitz shared um, uh, my first time was in the back of a firehouse. Cheeto confessed mine was in church, you know, so they're they're playing off the sex. Lena Dunham had done it when uh, I think it was for the 2012 presidential election. Uh-huh. And she had done a pro Obama com- uh Thing like that. But that was basically it. I'll never forget the first time uh, this uh, Ruffalo said, I didn't know how to do it. Uh, Bozeman had added uh, didn't know where to put it in or to slide it in. Evan's joke, my first time was with a woman in 2016. Which one says they did it in the butt? Uh, nobody. Oh, yeah. Cheadle somebody said... who really thought it was about their first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. It was uh, in the butt that really hurt. <laughs> oh, so we're talking about voting. Yeah, I know. Uh, the most poignant yeah. one, though, was from Don Cheadle, who added, my parents weren't allowed to do it until 1965, so I do it every chance I get, and so should you. Uh, so that's a, a new PSA that is out. Hey, this is interesting. They they come out with this uh, list. If you guessed that a Kardashian-Jenner family member would be the most dangerous celebrity to Google, you are wrong about that. Uh, cybersecurity company McAfee studies celebrity search results to determine which names potentially expose users to malicious websites. This year, it's actress Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Who is on the top spot. And they always pick somebody who's not like... A full-on giant A-lister. But I could see Ruby Rose getting a lot of search. She's got a cool look. She was in the John Wick movie. Yes. So She's going to be the new Batgirl. uh, This year's actress Ruby Rose can add her list to that. Uh, She's the first Australian to take the top spot on McAfee's Most Dangerous Celebrities list. Uh, Her acting career took off in 2015 after she was cast as Stella Carlin in Orange is the New Black. Uh, I didn't know she was an MTV VJ uh, for a little while. It says the model slash DJ VJ slated to... Next star in the forthcoming series, TV series, Batwoman. If you were to have a dangerous link, one that would provide you with a, a point of access, would it be Disco Bush or what would be the category? <laughs> Norma Stitz. Nor- Norma Stitz. 
Uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting how these things work. Uh, reality star Kristen Cavallari came in at number two. You know, our own uh, Brittany, uh, Calendar Girl Brittany, is on that show, the um, very Cavallari. Okay. Oh, really? Really? Uh, yes. Also followed by actress uh, Marion Cotillard at number three. Yes. Uh, original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, is number four. No Linda way. Carter is yeah. a character on Supergirl. Uh, Rose Byrne is number five. Will and Grace's Deborah Messing is number six. Courtney Kardashian is number seven. Uh, actress Amber Heard is number eight. Kelly Ripa. God, I didn't even finish it. You, it, it yeah. Is number nine. Oh, because you're looking at the yeah. list up here. All right. <laughs> and the only male actor, Brad William Hankey. Uh, who is that? I don't know. All right. Brad Hankey. Hankey. A little stuffed up. I need a hanky. Um, yeah, that's wild. So all the first nine, all are women. And, uh, well, I guess who's more, can you even make that comment? Who's more likely to go search out pictures of someone online? Is it, is it more a male Me? Uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder if you were to break it down across gender, statistically, who does that more? Which gender does that more? I would imagine I'm guys. sure, you know, there's, yeah. yeah. Probably guys. Linda uh, Carter kind of throws me for a loop there. And yeah. she's so high on the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, by the way, last year's most dangerous was uh, Avril Lavigne. So, like I said, it's usually a little off the beaten path. Somebody who's definitely got some fame and celebrity and is attractive. Yes, but, it's, but not overly obvious. Yeah, so beyond being careful what you click on, McAfee uh, suggests applying system and application updates as soon as they are available, browsing with security protection and using parental control software. As for the Kardashian-Jenners, here's the other family members and where they fell. Caitlyn uh, finished closest to the top ten at number 13. And your face. Uh, followed by Kim. Uh, Rob was no, she was number nineteen. Rob is sixty-two. <laughs> Jesus. Chloe is ninety-one. I'm not happy about that. Uh, Kendall is one hundred and thirty-eight. I like milk in my cereal. Uh, Ky- no, that's Kylie. That's Kylie. Yeah. Kylie's number one fifty-two, and uh, Mom Chris ended up at but, number one fifty-eight. But then again, as we're saying, the 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 higher profile. Ah, who the hell knows? Ah, Man, hell, ah, hell. So, anyhow, uh, that is out. So, if you're going to click on someone, keep in mind that uh, Rose Byrne is probably not the one you want to do. Do you have a virus protector on your computer? I do. Yeah. It, it, it makes a difference. I yes. think, it, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I had to. I had I had a real problem with uh, with one that kept popping stuff up, and, and I eventually uh, did went on tech support with Apple, and they helped me put the, oh. the proper one in. Yes. And, and it worked out great. So... Uh, which I'm an idiot when it comes to computers, and they were able to help me, which is cool. You need hey, one that operates in the background. In an article with W Magazine, Bradley Cooper drops a bombshell that he was not always seen as a close-up ready hottie. Oh, my God. He says, I've always been an underdog. I was always operating under the lens of not really being seen as the main guy. Aww. He said, I've heard it all in my career. Early on, I didn't get a role because they said I wasn't effable. You know, <laughs> poor guy. I've seen him talk about his appearance before, and um, he pointed out something about his face that I never noticed until I read this. His eyes are not even. If okay. you look at Bradley Cooper's face, one eye is slightly higher than the other. Yeah. Right, he is see. devastatingly handsome. Like Sloth. Uh, not nearly <laughs> as bad as Sloth. I'm looking at a photo of him right now, Nick. You're right. His left eye is lower than his right eye. He does like candy bars, though, Nick. He does, yeah. <laughs> the first time anybody's compared yeah. Sloth. <laughs> To Bradley yeah. Cooper. He looks incredible, oh, yeah, he looks, obviously. Looks yeah, look at the disaster, oh the blue eyes, and speaks fluent French, oh. and is. Uh... 
I can't believe he got to hang out with Eddie Vedder for this role. Well, well he's doing it. He'll make this extra special if Nick was here. <laughs> Uh, the world is his oyster right now, so he's got uh, a star is born coming out. And that's opening up against Venom. Uh, yes, it is. You're Basically right. Basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah. I did not know a that. Venom is born. Well, uh, what else do we have here for you? Uh, I have a lot of stuff and not a lot of time, so I'm going to try to get right to the, the juicy bits here. How about uh, Emma Stone? She had her first panic attack when she was seven years old. Speaking to Dr. Harold Koppelwitz from the Child Mind Institute. Koppelwitz? Yeah, Koppelwitz. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a panic because I wanted to hear that. As part of an Advertising Week 2018 panel in New York, she described the day at her friend's house. She said, all of a sudden, I was absolutely convinced that the house was on fire and it was burning down. Uh, she combated the anxiety with therapy, improve, improve, and, oh, no, it's improv, it should be, and acting. Oh, my God, who writes this crap? Uh, but she said, uh, still nothing's perfect. She said, I panicked this morning. Uh, she said it with, with a nervous laugh. I wasn't expecting to, but I definitely did. So it's an issue for her, but she's doing okay. Is it funny, though, that now she performs with an improved team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, Giselle Bunchen has changed her mind about Tom Brady's future on the field. On Good Morning America Tuesday, the 38-year-old explained her much-publicized desire to have him retire. But she said, I've never seen someone love something as much as he loves football. And Some it guys may- like him round and... Some guys like them thin. Some and, guys, and she said, and it makes me happy. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and she said, and that's a good thing because earlier this month Brady said that he wanted to play for another five years. So I, I guess don't she's coming. Touching the balls after that. I guess I don't she's want anyone rubbing them. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. Uh, she's come around on that. She's come around. So uh, I wonder uh, if we'll ever learn that much more about how she uh, reconciled the fact that when she started dating Brady, he had a pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. it's uh, That's a tough one to get over. Hey, Ansel Elgort uh, has been cast as Tony in Steven Spielberg's adaptation of the Broadway musical West Side Story. This is a tall order because West Side Story as a musical and movie is considered one of the absolute, absolute greats of all time. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going to take it now? Uh, it was... In 1957, so they haven't... Nobody's touched it since then, have No. They? Okay. I mean, you know, it's... It's a, it's a classic. It's just now. Listen, they've done, they've revisited classics before, but this one almost seems like, what are you going to do? It is uh, the same story as Romeo and Juliet, it is. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, there are always updates, and who knows? I, it could be good. I mean, you yeah. know, you've had a revival in in musicals in yes. the past ten years or so, and so if done properly, I mean, you know, they were able to do it with Chicago and uh, they. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Uh, they were, uh, the, you know, we, Chicago. La La Land was Chicago. very, very successful. It wasn't a remake of a classic, but if if they if they do it right, you know, it yeah, could, it no, could be really good. I know, and 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 if they do, I'll and it's wonderful. I'll I'll love it. But it's it it seems like one of those ones. Like, why even go in there? You know, it's hard. I don't know. I think it's cool. Uh, Tony Kushner wrote the revival of the 1957 music, originally written by Arthur Lorenz Lorenz and Stephen Sondheim. Uh, with, of course, uh, Leonard Bernstein uh, being the music. Amazing, guy. amazing Leonard music. Bernstein. Uh, the filming for <laughs> West Side Story will begin in the summer of 2019. But uh, Ansel Elgort, and they're going to have to obviously have a very strong female lead uh, for that as well. Someone who can sing. I yeah. mean, uh, Natalie Wood was wonderful, but she wasn't doing the singing in Correct. West Side Story. No, she wasn't? No. Oh. Yeah, they had a uh, they had a behind-the-scenes person doing okay. all of that. 
Uh, so we'll see. Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds' bromance dates back to at least 2017 when they worked on Life together. And uh, Admiration Society is still going strong uh, with these guys. Their mutual admiration, I should say. Uh, they're friends, and they uh, uh, apparently Gyllenhaal tells Variety, I first met Ryan many years ago, and he struck me immediately as quick and warm and thoughtful, a gentleman in the area of foppish pootses. <laughs> foppish pootses? P-U-T-Z-E-S. Putzes? Is that a putz? Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. I haven't seen the word putz actually in pluralized. Yeah. 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 But foppish? So, uh, yeah, so a gentleman in an era of foppish putzes, <laughs> the unlikely love child of Mel Brooks, Dorothy Parker, and Gary Cooper. There you go. He then said he was also taller than me. Against my wishes, we became close friends. He said, uh, he continued tongue firmly in cheek, by the way, uh, what we all want for our friends in this business is for the world to see what we see. And as actors, the on- that only happens in a perfect uh, storm of timing and all full luck. After years of waiting and struggling to fit his unfortunate pear-shaped physique into the skinny jeans of a conventional romantic lead, Ryan made his own luck with Deadpool. So he's just having some fun. With right, him. right, right. Yeah. There is a, a ad that runs on YouTube videos that I've been watching lately where Ryan Reynolds is playing a game on, on his phone. Yes, yes. I don't know what the game is called. It runs uh, all the time. Like, like most people, I normally skip through these ads to get to the content that I'm trying to watch. I've watched all of these commercials because he's so damn funny, and I don't even know what the commercial is for, but it's some video game that you're playing on your phone. By the way, have you noticed, being of ads on online, that YouTube now plays two commercials before your video gets to roll? Not always. Well, they'll no, do no, that first. It, it, it'll do a five-second little commercial, and, yeah. and it'll say, you know... Uh, uh, your, your video will play after ad. And then the next one comes up that allows you to skip it after five seconds. Okay. That's been happening almost every time yeah, now yeah, when yeah. I go on. Okay. Uh, the ones that so hold you hostage are the, the annoying ones where yeah. you, you, you have no option to skip out of it. Yeah. So, But the first one, you have no option. It's yeah. just short. Mm-hmm. It's a teaser. It's like five, seven seconds. And then the next one comes up and, it'll, and allows you to skip out of it after five. But they've, they've snuck it in. They found another way to... Bastards. To get one in on you. Well, the only type of advertising that means anything is radio advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Radio no, advertising. Very true. Uh, what else? Uh, footage of what appears to be a Harry Potter video game under development was leaked on Reddit yesterday. Well, uh, from what company? Is it a console game? Is it a, what is it? Uh, Deets, well, please. The video shows off uh, RPG elements. Okay, because like there, a- was, there was a great um, uh, Harry Potter video game for Xbox uh, years ago. Yeah. And the Quidditch was a lot of fun to play. Uh, like a character creation scene, and it shows a character running through a third-person perspective and making potions. Warner Brothers has since blocked the video. By the time I got to it, it was already, uh, they pulled it off. By the way, did I tell you guys I saw people <laughs> playing Quidditch down at the beach this summer? No. Yeah. On the uh, on the sand, yeah, Where they weren't. They, get they weren't actually flying, okay. but they oh. were playing on the sand. But they were running with brooms between their legs. Okay, and um, yeah, I thought it was. I was like, "Wow, you guys are super dorks!" But you're looking like you're having a lot of fun. So, yeah, so, having fun exactly. Cool. Yeah. All right, uh, we should go ahead and get to the clips here, gang. So the Goldbergs are a high-strung family with each member contributing their own level of craziness to the household. And here, Haley Orantia, we had her here too, or Orantia, reminds viewers why the show is so relatable. Here we go. I think it feels like it comes off like an authentic family or so many people relate to it because it is based on a real family because he Adam draws so much from that. I feel like we just, because we be 
come so close over the last few years. It's it just is so natural for us. Yeah! I love her. She's awesome. She was so sweet when she came by here and a lot of fun and very, very talented. Great singer, too. New episode of The Goldbergs airs tonight, 8 p.m. on ABC. We're going to have old Adam Goldberg on the program later on this morning. Let's do the next clip. The new sitcom Single Parents follows a group of friends working together to raise their children. Here, Leighton Meester, a mom herself, talks about finding inspiration on the set. I feel very lucky to be surrounded by people who are also normal. I mean, a lot of us are parents, and a lot of the women around me on this show are moms. Um, Some of them are single, and they kind of get that single part of single parents, and they're, like, talking about the Tinder landscape, um, which is always, like, fascinating to me. A new episode of Single Parents Airs tonight, 9.30, and that is on ABC. And that's what I have for you this morning. I, you know, I check out these premieres all the time. So, uh, you know, they're, they're ones that you say, like, 10 minutes into, you go, okay, this ain't long. No, long. this is some yeah. for me. And they're, they're ones that say, okay, we can oh. we can work with this. Speaking of which, because uh, I, I tuned in too late for the CBS um, show with Damon Wayne. Jr. Watch them both. Yeah, I, I, his actually has more promise. It, it? It, okay. it seems a little bit more, he's charismatic as is she and the concept is is interesting it might be limited the one that preceded it though the seemed like the entertainer one it seemed like a sitcom out of the 70s really i mean it was like it was like a if you know it was around the it should have premiered around the time of of uh all in the family it, it, it just seems bizarrely you know th- this is past okay okay Nice. All right, that's uh, that's what I have in the entertainment report. We got to take a break now, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't forget, we have your first shot at a thousand dollars today coming up around eight o'clock, and a whole lot more, which I'll tell you about when we return. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show on ninety three three WMMR. Like the podcast, you'll also love it live. When you can call in weekdays from six a.m. to about ten thirty a.m. on the radio at ninety three three WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Uh, thank you very much, Kathy. We're going to have uh, Adam Goldberg on the show a little bit later, later on this morning. In about uh, 30 some odd minutes, we have your chance to win $1,000 for a shot at a birthday bucks part two. Uh, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. Man, it's, okay, we got to hurry up then because uh-huh. we, that'll be here before you know it uh, with Fox Good Day. Um, you know, honesty is always the best policy. Yes. Except for when it isn't. It's true. Um, and there was an article that I read this morning, and it's actually from um, a local professor, uh, Maurice Schweitzer of the University of Pennsylvania. Professor Schweitzer. Uh, says that uh, we should actually be teaching our kids, students, and employees when and how to lie. Uh, and apparently, okay. this being, and, and, and I was... Tax returns. No. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrong time to lie, right? That's, a, that's Well, okay. that's up to you. All right, your call, yeah. There are repercussions. But uh, apparently there, there are some scenarios where lying might actually be the better way to go about it. I assume with that even, and, and wanting not to know and have you impart this information to yes. us. So I would say that are we, we're talking in the realm of perhaps... Feelings and preserving um, feelings through white lies, perhaps, yes. or we're, we're not something that would result in some harm coming to someone or that's mm-hmm. not the time to lie. But when you can 
it's okay to white lie if you're going to preserve someone's feelings. Is that the gist of this? A lot of it is in that realm, okay. uh, Steve. So here Give me are, yeah, the examples. I'm curious. Here are the scenarios. Number one, uh, if you have someone's best interests at heart. Okay. Also, they're called pro-social lies. Okay? Pro-social lies. Yeah, these lies have been found to build trust between people, believe it or well, not. Nod. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the circumstances because I was caught in a lie uh, two weeks ago uh, that it was an innocent white lie that I thought was I was telling to preserve somebody's feelings. Okay, yeah. and it backfired, and it was because it was it was my girlfriend, and it was stupid. It was over something that was inane, but she realized it right away, and then I I doubled down on the lie. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, and I just was like. Why am I? It, yeah, it, well, that's I'm, what happened. It was I'm, it was about a dessert. I mean, like it was it was a typical Nick thing. It was about chocolate covered pretzels and eating them. Uh, it's a <laughs> <laughs> The details are are, are meaningless, Kathy. Let's not get bogged down in the details. Uh, I already know the scenario. Where are my chocolate covered pretzels? Uh, the dog. Oh, 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 oh. We don't have a dog. Yeah, we do. We have a dog. I bought a dog. He ate him, and, and uh, dogs can't eat chocolate, so he died. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing up a source. Jesus subject. Christ, Cat- and he Kathy. Was Jewish. We had to bury him quickly. <laughs> You Kathy prose- prosecuting lawyered that one in a, in a nanosecond. Uh, actually, believe is it, it about not. eating them? I, then he, no. Nick was like on the stand, starting to sweat. It's I, I, I promise you guys, it's, 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 that's not it. Okay, uh, but it was so stupid of me. But I did it to protect her feelings and uh, on something that was completely unrelated. And then I was like, oh, no, what? I, the, everything I just said was true. <laughs> and then a day or two later, she was like, that wasn't true. And I was like, I know. I'm Nick, sorry. We, all, we all do it. And we've all been we've all been left with the, the notion. And throughout life, you go back and forth and you say, well, you know, is, is the best thing to always just say the flat out truth? You know, I, I and, wish in that circumstance I had. Yeah, and and so, you know, it, well, it goes back and forth. Different kind of lie, though. This was you trying to save your ass, right, of not being busted for... It was, yeah, I mean, okay. it was sort of. you saving right. your ass or trying to preserve her feelings? Both. Okay. Okay. So, all right, let, let me give you a couple other scenarios, and then we can dive a little all bit right. more into these. Number two is there's no time to change what's happening. So, basically, if the person you're lying to doesn't have time to act on information that you might give them... That's a scenario where it might be better to tell a fib, a lie. I'm not sure exactly what that means, Casey. There's no time for them to to if maybe if they were to put their efforts into doing something and you knew it was going to be futile, you're saving them uh, time or uh, or worry or effort or whatever. Okay. Number three, if you're giving constructive criticism, yeah, delivered in a more gentle manner, as it will likely get you a better outcome in the long run. It, it's this. It's the 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 equation that works the best is support confront support. I, I, so even and that would right. work in so you God you, you you do so many good things but right here yeah if you could just do this but I love all this other stuff that you've done you just yeah. did support con- confront support. support yeah I'll, I'll riff on it yeah, yeah I will say this my wife makes great meatballs <laughs> wonderful wonderful meatballs in the year 2018 yes we got married in 2003 right. Her meatballs from 2003 to 2005, six weren't all that great. Did you let her know this? Yes. Okay. Do you regret it, letting her know no, it, or did it no. result in your superior and, 2018 meatball? And now she doesn't regret it either. Okay. Uh, and she it, appreciates it, it. It was one of those things where Hang it was on. like, hey, you know, why, what? But I, I don't understand. So back in 2006, you told her that she made lousy meatballs? Meatball is code for oral. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> your meatballs are terrible. 
Her Man, meatballs. Those God meatballs damn, I can't terrible. even stand up after that meatball. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, stop listening to the radio right now. <laughs> anyway, continue on. So you, so you told her? Yeah, they, they, weren't, they weren't up to par. They weren't great. And, and she's and a, I she's a, really, and I love meatballs. She's a smart woman. She's yeah. she's she's a competent but woman. She appreciated the the the. She never got offended okay. by it either, and it wasn't like these meatballs suck, woman. <laughs> no. no, it was like no, nah, you know they were okay. And there's some uh, taste subjective. I, I don't yeah. understand how this pertains to what we're talking about. It's he, he, I, I wasn't lying. He's to saying you. that he benefited by not oh, sugarcoating the meatballs. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay, yeah, yeah, right. as well, as they're as saying that, that the, so so you're saying your your approach is more to be straight up. Yeah, straight ahead. Just say the truth and not lie a little bit. Well, no, no, no. There are definitely, definitely t- other times where you need to lie, but this particular when one... it comes to meatballs, Preston, do not lie. <laughs> Jesus, it's <laughs> just constructive criticism in general. But here's here's what it is, though. This is how subjective it is. You're you're going to pick the things you think are important, and you're going to you're going to pick the things. You know, the the classic is, do, do I look fat in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the classic. Yeah. And, and you know, what what is the reaction? Right. Yeah. I I, I will in that case, but with my wife. I will tell her if I don't think she looks good in something. She appre- she really is coming to sure. me for a legitimate assessment yeah. of what she's wearing, and and she's confident enough that I I think she looks great. Yeah. Uh, that that you know she she uses the information. I did have a friend who thought he was doing everybody a favor by always telling the truth, and it's like, well, listen, there's a difference between telling the truth. Yep. And just keeping your mouth shut, you know, like just sometimes just, you do. Yes, yeah, so, just you know, listen, your opinion here, your quote unquote truth. Does not matter right now, and you're just hurting people's feelings. Well, that's the difference between offering an unwanted opinion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I didn't ask for your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you don't, I'm just you telling don't, you the truth, man. You bet. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I hate people like that. Oh I mean, my god, they're the annoying, uh, very annoying. Yeah, I just be honest, percent. man. Yeah. Just with all, you should know you're yeah. wrong, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number four on this list of times where you may want to lie uh, right before a special occasion. It says, don't give someone honest information at a time when it will distract them from something important. Okay. So I guess you would use like a, a, a wedding as a, as a scenario. And if, I do love you. And if you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking to a bride and something has gone wrong, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you know, a need to know basis and you don't need to know. You could have done yeah. a better job on that dress. You or, know, I want you to know that. She's been making meatballs for other guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the truth. And uh, number five on uh, the list of scenarios when it's okay to lie is if you're not close with the person. An expert says in more competitive relationships or first interactions, honesty is a lot more precarious and can damage relationships and reduce trust. The, you, you, the, I think the one delineation here is, as you pointed out, Casey, offering up unwanted opinions or advice. That's where people fall into traps. Yeah. However, like, so we're we're you know we're decades into our marriage, Claire and I, and and you know it's it's it can be the way you say something over what you're saying. If you come at the person the right way, mm-hmm. if they've asked for your honest opinion and you give it, then that's okay. But it's the way you relay that information. You know, like I said, with support confronts support. And a lot of people are just ham-handed in the way they deliver, mm-hmm. you know, their their say, their white lie. You know, it was clear Nick had eaten all the pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously ate them all. But talking about not knowing the person, <laughs> I recently had somebody come out of a dressing room at a store and say to me, you know, do you like this? And I... I did not. It did this is not, a stranger? It was a stranger, and it did not look good on her. And 
I I said, um, oh, because she asked me for two things. She she put on two different outfits. And I said, oh, I like the other one much better. And she was like, but I'm thinking about both. Do you like this one, too? And I was like, oh. And I felt bad being like, no, because it wasn't I liked the outfit. It did not look okay on her. And I I, I didn't know her. I wasn't going to be like, no, I can see your muffin top. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. I didn't know her. So I was like, yeah, they're both really cute. There you go. Now you're not doing her any favors. I know. Casey, I don't know her. Now you're sending her out into the real world. But looking terrible. But to, to to Kathy's point, and if it may be around maybe around the people she hangs out with, that's a look that yeah. they would like. Or she, it was sort of uh, it was sort of weird to ask a total stranger. I do it all you the time. She, well, she you didn't know, we, know your your fashion sensibility. No, and we were like, so it, there was one community mirror. So you'd go in and get changed, yeah. and you come out and you'd look in the mirror. So we were kind of passing each other. And right. We were both trying on a bunch of different things. So she eventually started asking me if I liked it. You know what lying I don't understand and I never will is lying at the beginning of a relationship in order to impress the other person because mm-hmm. eventually that's going to come back on you. You're yeah. a slave to it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, when, you, when, you're, when you're eight months into a fake British accent. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm going to the loo. Yeah. Oh my God. I have so many of these stories. Not personally, but I have a friend whose husband, now husband, when they first met, told her that he was a tennis pro. <laughs> And she like loved tennis, so they oh, went no. to play. They went to play like a few months into the relationship, and she was like, "This guy can't even can't even serve. Told me he was a tennis. Pro. He didn't know how to open up the can of balls. I mean, and eventually mm-hmm. she like you know she said something to him because she was like, "This is ridiculous. They're married now, and clearly he's so he not a, up. no. He just said tennis table pro. tennis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then my cousin um, lied for years about his age." You told us this. It was like how many? What was the age spread he had? He it, it lied was, about. It was it was a, a significant age Jesus. spread. I mean, I want to say like maybe fifteen years. I mean, how he, do you think that's not going to be discovered eventually? Especially when you're filling out paperwork as a couple. Yeah, he. I mean, he looked. He still does very very young. So he got away with it easily. What was? What do you think his motivation was lying about his age? Was it? Too- well, he was dating a much younger girl. Okay. So he so didn't about- want her to know yeah. that he was. 50. Yeah, I know a guy who is a uh, professional musician, and uh, we went to high school together. We were in band in high school and everything together, and, and we had reconnected on Facebook. And I had posted, like, an old picture of him from back in the day. And he's like, dude, can you take that down? He's like, and don't. Uh, <laughs> he, he was, because he apparently lies about his age regularly. Really? He looks younger than he actually is. I guess fear of not getting work for some reason or oh. another. Uh, and and because he's he he plays he models he, for Oshkosh Bagash. No 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 he's he's a gun for hire. He's he's a studio musician, but he also tours with groups. And he doesn't. Well, I guess he wants to remain young. So he's. To, okay. I don't, I didn't ask Preston, him about it. There are, that's the same thing. Like you know the the comedian I was touring with who. Uh, he wore a wig, you know, since years before oh the, the, you know, and, and oh my God, you almost, it's, it's like maintaining that, not that it's a lie or, but, but in a way you sort of have the same dynamics and he was, <laughs> he was a slave to this. You couldn't, he, he couldn't even, he was so conscious of his image. He wouldn't even go out to like get the paper or whatever without putting on his wig. <laughs> I think of Charlie Boy. You tell anyone, I'll kill you. <laughs> exactly. It looks exactly. Real. It looks real. But with the with the age thing, uh, we had to all be in on it. You know, like the family was in on it. And you can't make people say anything. And he that's wrong. So and and like he was the oldest sibling, yeah. and he had to say he was the youngest. So you know what I mean? It turned it as their relationship went on. It turned into more fibs, yeah. lies. Uh, let me get a couple of phone calls. I'm going to go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. So my brother and his wife, when they were saving for their wedding, decided that he shouldn't eat lunch out anymore. And so she started packing him lunches. And she packed him bologna sandwiches. 
and he lied to her and said they were delicious, oh. but for a whole year just threw them out every day. <laughs> why, was he, why was he throw? He just threw them out instead of giving them to someone? They sucked. They sucked. sucked. He didn't want to give them to anybody. He didn't like them. Uh, d- Kathy, did it ever? Did it ever come to light that he did not like her sandwiches? She, she finally figured it out. Wow. His wedding ring is engraved with bologna sandwiches on the inside. <laughs> oh so man, God, that's... He just didn't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a that's a probably a good lie. Yeah, but like, uh, so so here's a perfect yeah. example. My wife uh, uh, and she does she makes phenomenal things. She makes some of my you know her her chocolate chip cookies are unparalleled. However, her her she was a big fan of making cordon blues. I didn't like them, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And so I <laughs> they're, they're 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 good. They're they're not. And I said right from the get go, they're not the way that I usually have a, a cordon bleu. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're setting your it's like the meatballs. Yeah. Then you're setting yourself up for she decades was, of terrible she meatballs. She was fine with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I had, all right, here's my my little yeah. lie in this regard. So my, my in-laws, uh, when, when we, Rochelle and I first got together as a couple, uh, as a Christmas gift, they gave me a, um, a uh, it's a Budweiser oh, Stein. Yeah. Oh, right. I've told you guys about oh, this. this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. we've and, all been in this nightmare. And so my mother-in-law had asked me after a couple of years in this, she's like, look, do you want me to keep giving these to you? And and I go, yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> if only you could go back. I've got you know twenty of these things from over the years. We ended up that. with a collection of snow babies because um, yeah. I'm like, you never see those dumb things like Eskimo. They're like the Hummel figures. That yeah. you, what, they're horrible. Mine are just the the mugs are just stashed away. I did, however, get with my other friends from St. Louis because Budweiser is a St. Louis uh, institution, and of course we have our Philly uh, our, uh, Bud Light Philly Philly tour going. Yes. Connection there, but anyhow, oh, yeah. so I created a, a Budweiser <laughs> mug club. So we there get, you go. We get to make, I gave everybody mugs, and we get together once a year and drink out of the oh, mugs. Good. So you got rid of some of them. So we do. So yeah, I got rid of some of them. Oh, <laughs> we 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 flat out told people, how would you like a full snow baby collection in one fell swoop? <laughs> and gave it to them. Uh, let me go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Hey, sir. How you doing today? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey. Uh, so I have a story about my mom and my dad um when my mom tried on a dress after i was born um she tried it on she went to my dad to ask him if she looked fat in the dress and my dad immediately responds with no fatter than anything else you wear <laughs> whoa oh, see that God. there is a perfect oh, example of the Lord. way you impart oh. your your response oh, yeah. wow. that, was, that was purposely done purposefully done to be tactless uh-huh. are they divorced no, no, he was trying to be nice. He's just not the best with words. Yeah, yeah, he's, again. He's actually romantic. terrible with yeah. words. Not, not any fatter yeah. than you look in everything else. Oh no, God. it has those same sort of strain marks all your clothing has. Right. That's terrible. Oh you can God. see. No, it does everything. You know how the seams are always seem to be pulling apart? Same with this. That's just a bad choice of words. Yeah. So thank you, James. That's not him uh, being honest or lying. He's just, uh, he bad just said it words. poorly. Uh, let me see. I will go next to Gabby. Hey, Gabby, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, Gabby. What's going on? Um, so when I was pregnant, uh, and working, I worked in a, um, major, um, healthcare office Mm -hmm. and I'm fairly short. I'm not even five foot. So I knew that I was huge, but I had strangers come up to me saying, wow, you're huge. Are you having twins? Oh my gosh. Your feet are so swollen. Your face is really big. <laughs> oh man! It, it, doesn't it? Doesn't it blow oh. your mind that people can be so tactless? 
to, to I mean, to come up. Why would you? Why are you even putting your two cents in mm-hmm. with a stranger like that? Yeah, and so Gabby, well, and I had to, you, yeah. you, I'm sure you would have preferred that people would have been a little less and maybe even lied to you or a tad bit. Don't even oh, say anything. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would have rather them said, "Oh my gosh, you're glowing," or "Yeah, you look really great today," or yeah. "You don't look that big at all." But you know, half the time I was looking at people like, oh, "I'm sorry, who are you?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you're glowing like one of those huge round lights outside of Grauman's <laughs> Chinese Theater. Yeah, yeah it, it, right. it, it's crazy how people do that. Or it, it's also to me that's akin to going up and just touching someone's pregnant stomach. Right. You know, mm, that's a, they, a whole yep, other. They used to do that all the time too. Random people. I've had guys come up to me and touch my stomach, and I've had to yell at a few guys. Yeah. In the office, like, who are you? Why are you? <laughs> Why are you groping me? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, yeah. Gabby. Appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, let me go. Uh, I got to hear this one. I want to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. That was no one's ever done that before. What's happening, Chris? Uh, so this isn't really something that I did. It's something goes back to the article that we should teach our kids to okay. lie. Yes. Um, so first step is um, I-, I sharded last week. <laughs> Um, I told my wife and my son, here, here's everything. And so I drop him off at daycare uh, this week. And he, the first thing he says to the lady <laughs> is that they, daddy pooped his pants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got a, and he's two and a half, Mike. Oh, right, he's right. not 16? <laughs> All right. Well, yes. That's, okay. that's so, understandable. Chris, that's not teaching your son to lie. Yeah. That's teaching your son to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> mouth shut. Yeah. There is, and there's a certain yes. That's something. Did you guys you. teach your kids? You know what happens in the house here is is our business. Yeah, you, you, unfortunately, usually it's um, it's too late. It, it, it's it, it's a yeah. hard lesson that you've been taught yourself. Exactly. Right. right. It's something that oh my god, I didn't think about that. Right. And, uh, and then you have to say, listen, there are some things that uh, that we don't need to tell the world. All you need to do, Daddy, does that on the radio. <laughs> right. Show him the scene from The Godfather where uh, the where uh, Vito Corleone grabs Sonny and says, "Don't you ever let anyone outside the family know how we feel." Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go next to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everyone does. That's yeah. all right. What's up, bud? Uh, so, my girlfriend and I—we've been dating for about three and a half years now. When we first started dating, we went to one of my buddy's weddings, and I was able to get all my friends involved with it. It was, it was a funny lie. Um, I was able to get all my friends involved with it. Even my mom got involved with it. I told her, yeah, I went online. I got my you know, certificate to be an ordained minister online, and I was going to be the officiant at their wedding. So for about three to four days, we went away from this wedding. And my girlfriend, my, when we first started, she, she was all excited. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, you know, you're going to be the officiant at their wedding. That's so cool, yada, yada. So she, even, she started to get weary about it, and she actually texted my mom. She's like, hey, Kath, um, real quick, is Joe an ordained minister? My mom was like, yeah. He went online a couple weeks ago and got a certificate. So the day of the wedding comes, we go sit down, and I go to sit in the crowd. And she looks at me. She goes, wait, shouldn't you be up at the altar doing the officiant at the wedding? I said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I lied to you. <laughs> oh, so you left them stranded without an officiant? So yeah, she, she lost it. She didn't talk to me for the rest of the, for the rest of the wedding until we got to the uh, well. Who who officiated the wedding then? It was it was just one that they got somebody else to do it. <laughs> but but it's, yeah, that, by the way, it would have taken you a day to get when you send off to the uh, Universal Life Church in Modesto, California. You get your response back within like twenty hours. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, it, 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 and if you want, do what I did. I sprung for the $50 package that includes all the certificates. Uh, let me, uh, Case, how much time we got here before we need to take a break? We should pray to take a break. All right, we it need to take a break. sucks to end on that call. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, listen, anyway, I thought it was an interesting article. And, yes, there are times when it might be best to not necessarily share the truth. Uh, the five uh, scenarios in this particular article are if you have someone's best interest at heart, uh, there's no time for them to change what's happening. Uh, if you're giving constructive criticism uh, right before a special occasion or if you're not really close with that person. Yeah. So that's uh, keep in mind, it's not always a bad thing, but uh, clearly you need to know when the right time is for that. Never producer. lie about chocolate covered pretzels. Don't never. Do it, or else you, it's coming back to haunt you, man. I want to give away some movie passes. we got a screening tonight of Venom. I'll give the last of these. We have four of them. 215-263-WMMR. UA King of Prussia at 730. You'll need to be there by 7 o'clock, so call now. And we'll put you on our list. When we come back, we go live on Fox Good Day, and we have uh, some guests on the show. And when we return as well, your chance at $1,000 with Birthday Bucks Part 2. It's on the way. We're right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 26th at Xfinity Live. The Business Challenge is such a big part of Camp Out and props to Subaru of America for leading the way in challenging other companies to get involved and make a difference. Heritage Business Systems, your authorized Canon copier dealer, is encouraging any size business, large or small, to donate. One business will be selected at random to receive a Canon full-color copy, print, and scan image runner advance. It's a 36-month lease with service from Heritage. The Preston and Steve live broadcast from your place of business is still up for grabs for the largest donation. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for a list of especially needed food items and all business challenge details. By the way, up in Northeast Philly, it is the 2018 Bud Light Philly Philly Tour and Union Tap tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Nick is going to be there, 2711 Comley Road uh, in Northeast Philadelphia. And you want to go to WMMR.com slash Philly Philly to learn more about it. They've come by. They brought a bunch of food, which we're going to check out in just a moment Uh, But you want to stop by and hang out with Nick tomorrow night because he'll have your chance to win uh, some tickets. And you never know what else they're going to have as far as giveaways go. So once again, it is at the Union Tap tomorrow night, 7 to 9 in the Northeast. We're going on Fox Good Day. Here we go. Santana. 7.57. All right, Preston and Steve. So a new study is showing what most Americans would rather splurge on Mm -hmm. and what items we don't mind just buying cheap. But did you know most Americans would rather spend more money on toilet paper, coffee, toothpaste than... Casual clothes. Wow. So we want to, yeah, isn't that yeah. crazy? So we want to know what do you guys normally splurge on and well, what do you stay cheap with? Both Preston and I spend on expensive toilet paper and then we weave it into fine clothing. Yes. And that's uh, <laughs> the, the, the two ply. Two I don't know. I, I, I never even realized that was a. That was a thing. Uh, well, something where you could, you know, where you step up the quality of it a tiny bit. I mean, yeah, like, I like guess. When it, go, when it comes to toilet paper, man, if I, I am in a, like, a public place and they have that single ply. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I want to die. Yeah. However, so I do. I, we do have it. Here <laughs> do you? It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, but you know, there's some. There's some people who buy two ply and they peel it apart. I have heard of that. Oh uh, God, knock it off. That's too much work. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The labor that you're spending alone would warrant the cost of you know just <laughs> anyway. Uh, I uh, construction paper. I go for extra on the on the toilet paper quilted. Okay. You know, little patterns. But if it's too quilted and too, it'll it'll jam up the toilet too. Yeah. You ever get yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. now, it's the truth. Even though they say facial quality, if you use it on their face yeah Kate, you, you know i will say I know. listen when i go uh, shopping at uh, you know the supermarket 
I, there's there's a lot of things that I will buy that are store brand. And there's one thing, and I've talked about this on our show, that I cannot buy store brand, and it's Q-tips. It, it has to be the Q-tip Actual brand. Q-tip. Q-tips. He's a, he's a Q-tip connoisseur. Yes. I'm with you. Because yes. they come apart or something? No, they bend. They, they bend. bend. Exactly. They, they bend. And then it's you hemorrhage your brain. Your yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much. But See, I, I've me, noticed the, that the Q-tip quality has gone down a little bit, but I'll still get oh, the Q-tip. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about you, Alex? What do you? It's what do you, lotion. Lotion. I have to do like Lubriderm or whatever. <laughs> I like it. The, like the thicker the lotion, the better. I don't want it to feel like watery. I oh. need it to be. You know, you can't be ashy out here. <laughs> you just cannot be ashy. No. Uh, Kathy but wants Al- to jump in. Alex, the the day. what about for me? All feminine hygiene products are name brand. Um, I'm not using yeah. the store brand for those. You, you don't. <laughs> you don't use the Mr. Point. T stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's Eve, not winter's delight. Mr. T, yes. Yeah. Uh, Listen, you don't want to play around when it comes to that those things. You know? No, yes, no. Exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah, name brand. I, I I tend to almost everything I buy, I try to get on I I figure you pay you're getting what you pay. You just for. assume it's better because it has a name brand. Because if but they have the money. Brand to, studies. Yeah. It's the same. But who's paying them off? Where does the money go? That's oh, what gosh. I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I definitely. I will... can see it with medicine, but other than that, I, I buck up for good underwear. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah when you wear it, you know who has great underwear? The Phillies. <laughs> oh my God! I'm wearing it right now. Right? Go, go to so the soft. Phillies. The Phillies souvenir underwear is Uh-oh. the best what? underwear yep, in the world. Go to the majestic go to... store. Go soft? to the ball. Go to the ballpark. The store there. <laughs> Their underwear is awesome. You're buying we... good underwear because you're buying cheap toilet paper. That's why. Yes, yeah. it. Saving yeah. money. I never oh. thought about it that mm. way. Tom. I want to know what it is. Is it like the stitching? Like it's so soft. Yeah, it's like microfiber. Yes. And and they look cool too. I mean, they've got the logo on there. I mean, and this team knows how to handle balls. Yeah, so the they, team, exactly. Yeah. Wow. The team didn't have a good season, but they make great underwear. There you go. Well, at least yep. we have that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank right, you. We'll see you later, guys. <laughs> you guys can really what need to try the Fruit of the Loom underwear that I uh, that you make about <laughs> that I make. <laughs> Stitch it in home with uh, Scott toilet paper. Are you wearing Fruity Blues? Oh, you, Calvin, Calvin Klein? Klein. Okay. Ah. Uh, Calvin Klein. Nothing right comes I, between you and your Calvin Klein. No. Uh, I, no, I don't care for Fruit Alone. There's, well, it's it's a new type of underwear that they make. It is breathable. Assless. It's not assless. It's <laughs> breathable mesh. I wear yeah. assless underwear. <laughs> it's breathable. Breathable mesh. Uh, and they either come in like a um, long or... <laughs> Hang on, Stop. let me. I, I let me feel the. Mm-hmm. Casey's wearing. Is it right breathing? Now. That's cotton, isn't it? I don't know. I don't do cotton underwear anymore. No, you yeah. have to. You have to cut around yeah. the testicles. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jeez, dude, I'm not gonna look. <laughs> Why not? Come on, I took That's a shower your hair last patches. night. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that hair patch so oh much. Oh, God, man. so do we. Oh, my God. Cash, <laughs> you're not allowed to hate it any more than I hate it. Um, anyway. Kathy's I, got an Ethernet port in her back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that still feels like cotton. I'm not in uh, on the cotton. But anyway, I, thank you for no, sharing. I'm going to find out if it's cotton or not. Uh, it's, uh, I know what it is. It's 8 o'clock. We're oh! going to do this. MMR's birthday box. Birthday box. All right, this morning uh, we have a word for you, and we have $1,000, hopefully, for you with MMR's birthday box part two contest. The keyword you need is yes. Don't text it. It's not going to work. What you have to do, we change things up. You have to enter it via our mobile app or at WMMR.com. It's simple to do. You have it till 815. The word is yes, as in yes, I won $1,000. Y-E-S. 
So do that now. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it via WMMR's mobile app or WMMR.com. One winner selected at random wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. Good luck from 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, this morning brought to you by Bates Motel. The Hall- This Halloween, you can get the to the number one rated haunted hayride in America at the Bates Motel in Glen Mills. Three heart-pounding attractions. Discount coupons at Dunkin' Donuts, or you can buy tickets at thebatesmotel.com. Well, a goat reportedly laid dead in a bowl of food for hours at the Alabama State Fair. Oh, my God. It appears... To have died from an accidental injury by a camel, not neglect or abuse. The camel killed it? The camel killed the goat at the Alabama State Fair. An investigation, it's an Allman Brothers song. An investigation was launched by the uh, Pelham Police Department over the weekend after a fairgoer yeah. <laughs> noted the small black goat was unresponsive and appeared to remain that way for four hours in the event's petting zoo. Oh, man. This is a terrible it's petting a, zoo. Yeah, they don't even move. They're always sleeping. Uh, Peyton Hill, her boyfriend, Carter Johnstone, and several others went to the event Saturday night. Hill, shaken by what she saw, posted her observations and video on a face on Facebook Sunday. She said that her group stopped briefly at the petting zoo when they first arrived at the fair. At that point, she said the fair had been going on for about eight hours, and the animals appeared to be exhausted and without water. They were super dirty, she said, covered in feces, and I didn't see any water. By the way, everyone was cleared. There was no negligence. The, the animals were fine. Oh, were they this okay? just what she thought. What she so, thought. So they spotted a black goat laying with his head in the food bowl and not moving. She said, I figured it was exhausted from the weekend of constant interaction and moved on. She said they returned to the petting zoo about four hours later and immediately noticed the same black goat had not moved. It was then feared uh, that the goat was dead. Her boyfriend reached into the pen, touched the goat, and said, yep, the animal was dead. Sure enough, it's dead. Yeah, it's a dead goat. At one point, he'll say... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dead goat. At one point, Hill said another animal was eating out of the food bowl while the goat was laying in it. Later, she said a miniature donkey stopped, uh, stepped on the goat, and it still didn't move. See that donkey? It just uh, stepped on the goat. Uh, Hill said that they approached the person who appeared to be in charge of the petting zoo and told him that the goat was dead. Uh, she said that he then picked up the goat's head, shook it, and dropped it back in the food bowl. Mm. Who wants some monkey bread? And uh, she said, I started crying and left. Hill and her boyfriend reported the incident to a police officer outside the fair. The video sparked outrage on social media. Police said they received a complaint Saturday evening about a possible dead goat in the petting zoo. And during the course of the three-day investigation, three-day investigation. For the dead goat in the petting zoo. The police chief, Larry Palmer, said in a statement late Monday, this is big news wherever this is in Alabama. I uh, just finished the... Interview with the llama. It saw nothing. Uh, police determined the goat died as a result of an injury caused by another animal in the petting zoo. The camel fell on the goat. Oh, man. That's God. apparently the uh, the whole thing that happened. So Goats are cute. They finally, uh, they finally it, figured it is out. Is there room, though, for a dead animal petting zoo? I... I don't know that it's ever been tried. You can still get the petting sensation. You can definitely get all the petting sensation. It's recycling, yeah. basically. And yeah. you know what? Uh, without the threat of a bite? Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, when they, if, they, if they've died of natural causes for a brief period after, before they start to rot, let them, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, it's the businessman in me. We'll see if someone takes that on. The mother of a high school student took her case to federal courthouse, and her son, called John Doe in legal documents, 
did not make the varsity uh, soccer team and was not allowed to play on the JV team. The woman's attorney said that the issue is age and sex discrimination. School officials said if a junior doesn't make the varsity team, the boy cannot play again on the junior varsity team. Uh, the school said this is to allow uh, lower grade students a chance to develop their skills so that they will be prepared to try out for varsity. She doesn't think that's fair. She believes that her son, who's already played on the JV soccer team, is good enough to play again on the same team. The coach sent the family an email and said that their son was on the bubble. When it came to picking varsity team members, he wrote the boy has holes in his technical ability and game decision-making. He stinks! Uh, the family <laughs> appealed the coach's ruling to the superintendent, who decided the family's complaint was unsubstantiable. Substantiated. Sorry. Mamiable uh, and sakiable. The mother's suit claims that her son was the victim of age and gender discrimination because she says the rules are different for the girls' soccer team. In the courtroom testimony from the coach indicating the seven jurors cut the varsity team, uh, cut from the varsity team, were not good enough to play on the JV team. He said the reason he said nice things about John Doe was to build the self esteem and not punch him in the gut after being cut from the varsity team. Ma'am, I ask you to consider that we're all still reeling from the dead goat story. (laughs) Do you have no decency? So this is going to federal court. Federal court. Oh, God. Oh, man. Please. Like, Mom! Right, yeah, right, right, right. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even like soccer. All right, let's move on to a. You've been married for nine years. <laughs> let's move on to a real story here. All right, a Domino's pizza delivery driver helped put an end to the assault and kidnapping of a woman who is being held in her Wisconsin home. This is an amazing story. A delivery man, Joseph Grundle, was uh, handling the pizza over to a middle-aged couple in Sheboygan. There's a lot of good words here, Grundle and Sheboygan. But Jumick was sick that night, so he was. Would have had that route. Uh, but this is on Wednesday when he noticed the woman behind the man uh, paying was in distress. He said, I showed up, it was a normal delivery, and I saw this middle, middle-aged couple. The guy answers the door, I hand over the pizza, and I noticed that the woman behind him, who turned out to be his ex, had a black eye. And she mouthed the words, help me. And then after, when the guy left to get the money, she mouthed, call the police. Uh, he said, this was as I was just about to leave. I left, and I and when I got back to the restaurant, which is about an eight minute drive away, I called nine one one. Isn't this amazing? And yeah. th- that the guy picked up on it and, and was not about to, you know, say ah, maybe I'm misreading. He 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 did the right thing. Mm. Upon arriving at the scene, a sheriff's deputy saw the man trying to prevent the 57 year old woman from opening the door. The man who was identified as Dean Hoffman eventually let deputies into the home after they stated they were going to enter forcefully to help the woman who was yelling, "Help me and please come in!" in the background. The woman told the officers that uh, she and Hoffman had previously been in a relationship and had lived together at another location from December to August uh, 2016 to 18 when she moved out of the home that received the pizza delivery. Now, around 1 p.m. on Wednesday, Hoffman entered the woman's home uninvited. After the woman threatened to call authorities on him, he began to physically assault her, leaving her with a black eye and a bloody nose. He then allegedly dragged her to the second floor by her hair, where he bound her hands and feet with a vacuum power cord and gagged her with a towel. Oh, man, she could have been killed. The woman told investigators that she was sure she was going to die tonight. He reportedly made mentions of a gun that he should have brought with him into the home but left in his car. Police said they found a twenty-two caliber firearm in his trunk. Deputies arrested Hoffman on charges of strangulation and suffocation, false imprisonment, battery, intimidation of a victim, and burglary. He was also placed on suicide watch due to suicidal comments that he made to law enforcement and what appeared to be a suicide note that he wrote while the woman was tied up. He was going to kill her. Yeah, he could kill himself, too. Although, Murder, suicide. Although Grundle hasn't had any further contact with the woman whom he helped, he said that her son... 
uh, has stopped by his Domino's a few times to express his gratitude. So that guy saved her life, man. That's a pretty cool story. It's a regular guy. Yep. And there you go, your bizarre file for now. It is 810, roughly, and you have a few more minutes till 815. Uh, to send over the word yes via, uh, via our WMMR mobile app. Wait, and this just impressed and the goat was faking. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And uh, WMMR.com. You want to get to that now. Uh, one winner selected at random wins a 1000 bucks in the company-wide contest. So we wish you good luck. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Uh, a little while, our friend Adam Goldberg is going to be on the show. And our friends also uh, from the Philly Philly tour with Bud Light, Union Tap, are here. Uh, Nick's going to be there tomorrow night. Don't forget for a an appearance and chance to win tickets and more. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, the Union Tap in Northeast Philly is here this morning, uh, and they're in for the uh, Bud Light Philly Philly tour that's taking place. Uh, Nick will be at their location tomorrow, 7 to 9 p.m. You can enter to win Eagles Panthers tickets. And they also have an autographed uh, Chris Long Eagles helmet, courtesy of Bud Light, to give away. Oh, nice. Now, they brought in this morning uh, some food. And uh, one of the things is called a Delphia Burger. Oh, Delphia Burger. God. There's about 50 of them out there. And so it's a burger, and I'll probably get this wrong, but I'll do my best. A burger with cheesesteak, pork roll, and I am intrigued by this, though. Cherry pepper Thousand Island dressing <laughs> on it on a pretzel roll. Did I get it all right? And insane shavings from the Liberty Bell. Ah. Yeah, they tried to make it as Philly as possible. It's, it's off. I, and listen, I am I'm all about decadence yeah. and awesome tasting food, but I just can't do it today. <laughs> you can't. I'm, huh? I'm for the past two weeks or so, we've had so many restaurants come I, in and bring this stuff in, yeah. and I've been eating it. And you I have just, reflux? It's going to kill me. Our, no, oh, I don't yeah. have reflux. I'm getting. I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting fat. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm so it shows you though how like with these things though how great the freaking food is. They're, they're phenomenal. So somebody else try it and tell me how great okay. it is. I did. Okay, yeah, good. Of there's Nick's, Nick's on his third, and he's actually eating part of the table right now. Well, <laughs> listen, I didn't want to go overboard with the calories, so I only. I mean, ate, you had all those pretzels the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I only ate three quarters of it. Okay, and uh, but it's freaking delicious. They also have these cheesesteak egg rolls with I the, had like one. a fiery pepper sauce. Yeah, how was it? Damn good. All right. So we're there from uh, six to I'm sorry seven to nine tomorrow right seven yeah. To nine? yeah and um, the other thing I wanted to mention oh it's right off the boulevard so it's in Northeast Philly and it's right near where the Nabisco factory once oh, was so yeah okay. uh, no exactly where that is yeah so swing by if you can tomorrow night seven to nine nice uh, don't forget we have a secret text word pair of tickets to see John Oliver Saturday December thirtieth at the new Met in Philadelphia seven p.m. is when the show is so text word secret three nine three 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 we'll see if you can win a little bit later on this morning we're going to have Adam Goldberg on in about thirty minutes so I want to move right along. Uh, but Steve, you sent me this morning, uh, Tina Fey, another one of our oh, uh, we love her. representatives yeah. of the area, is going to join the cast of Broadway's Mean Girls at the August Wilson Theater today because it is Mean Girls Day. October 3rd Aww. is apparently uh, Mean Girls Day. And what? I guess, according to a meme, yeah. I yes. guess that runs this time every year. It's in the movie. It is a subtle joke that I remember I laughed the first time I heard it. And and uh, and we have the actual audio clip. She's oh. trying to. She there's the hot guy who sits in front of her, Lindsay Lohan, in in school. Yeah. And she's trying to show oh. how she's making progress with him. That's right. And it's a very Tina Feyish joke that not some people miss, but I I think it's pretty funny. Talking to Aaron more and more. On October third, he asked me what day it was. It's October third. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I you know that's uh, and so that alone. Sparked the meme, right? Which has made this officially 
Mean okay. Girls Day. So apparently today, 8th Avenue will be symbolically dubbed West Fetch Street. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fetch. And fetch is the, uh, the phrase. Yeah, that they, they, uh, what's your name again? I've forgotten the character's name. Um, I, I the love notebook. her. We love her. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. It's not Rachel. Rachel no, McAdams doesn't one. want it to be fetched. Amanda Seyfried? Oh, no. No, no. no it's... Um, Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. Chabert. Yes. Chabert. Lacey Chabert. Uh, she, wants, uh, she wants to get fetched as uh, right. a phrase, and Rachel Adams keeps shooting it down. Stop trying to make fetch work. Right, right. It's never going to work. Uh, the ceremony is set to take place uh, before Wednesday evening special fan performance open only to those who uh, won tickets by entering a digital lottery. And apparently she cel- uh, Tina Fey celebrated last year by handing out cheese fries in front of the theater. Is that in the movie as well, um, cheese fries? There probably is. I only really saw it the one time we went to go see it in the <laughs> movie theater. I've scene. seen it like 60 times. Really? Because it runs so much. And there's so many great little things that you, when they encounter Tina Fey as the math teacher out in the mall... And she's wearing her other jobs outfit, which has, like, flare buttons on it. So oh we assume God. she works at, like, at Applebee's or uh. something. And uh, she goes, this is not too embarrassing. The only thing about that movie, I remember, like I said, I think I've only seen it one time, that kind of turned me off to it was when the principal had called everybody together for a meeting. And they were they did the trust fall thing. Yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. yeah. And I was just like, yeah. Watch it again. It's actually pretty funny. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Tim Meadows, who's the yeah. principal. And, uh, um, yeah, you know, remember, as this is the truth... When the movie came out and Lindsay Lohan had all that promise, we took a, a whole <laughs> a whole bunch of dirty old guys with us to go well, watch it. We called it the Dirty Old Man Matinee. Dirty Old Man Matinee. Because she just turned 18 years yeah. old. And one lesbian, remember? Yes, yes. one lesbian. <laughs> yeah. And she That's loved it. Right. She's a big Lindsay fan. That is right. Um, by the way, uh, Tina Fey was spotted this weekend at RuPaul's Drag Con New York City which hosted a panel called Too Gay to Function, the Cultural History of Mean Girls. Yeah. So I don't know if Mean Girls is big in the gay community or well, something. Well, you've got a lot. Of, yes, it is. You've well, got there's the, a character who's gay, and, and he's one of the best friends of um, uh, Lindsay Lohan in the movie. And okay. then, so that I think it, and he was sort of a pioneer in, in gay characters not being um, ridiculously flamboyant okay. in a movie. And, uh, and on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Uh, yep, exactly. Yes. So and I the burn book. Some people are wearing uh, pink today. Yeah, the burn book as well was a big deal. All that stuff. The movie has, it's it holds up. Her script is is super sharp. And I don't know what the musical, you know, I, I sometimes when they flesh these things out with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's gotten decent reviews and some yeah. good reviews. Uh, but um, I don't know. It's always a crapshoot. Like I, the, the Christmas story. Did you guys see the Christmas story musical? Uh, no, what did dude. I see? I didn't no, go I didn't. see. You know why I didn't go see it? Why? Friggin' expensive. Really? How yeah. much? Oh my god! How much were tickets going for? Tickets were hundreds of dollars each. And this is something that I would take my whole family to. So here I go. You yeah. know, when I bring the five of us up there, oh, it'll only cost a thousand dollars. Who wants to go see a thousand dollar matinee? Yeah. Well, we uh, we're going up there on. Saturday to see Dear Evan Hansen, and it's going to cost us a few bucks. Will it yeah. cost you a thousand dollars, maybe? Uh, well, I mean, because we're going to stay overnight, um, so you know that. And are you going to get a hotel room, or are you just going to sleep in the park? No, uh, <laughs> we found a nice bush in Central Park. Yeah, yeah, it's big enough for the five. I bet of you us. It's, it's probably the Broadway bush where mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't want to pay for a hotel sleeps. I'm trying to think. Let's say tickets were one twenty-seven each. You know, that times five plus a hotel room. You get you, you know. just get nailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was my Father's Day slash birthday present. Oh, okay. there you go. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's justified. That was nice. Uh, let me, hang on a second. Anthony was on the set of Mean Girls. I don't know why. Anthony, hey. hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, listen, uh, 
question. I, I used to work in film and television in Toronto, Canada. Okay. And they, I was working on Resident Evil Apocalypse, which is a big budget movie. Yeah. And next door, my buddies were working on this little tiny movie called Mean Girls. And I was busted on my buddy for it. And I, I remember going next door, and I, my buddy Alex, and I said, Alex, who's in the movie? And he said, Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, who the hell's that? <laughs> At the time, I had, I had no idea she was. And I remember going next door, and the Honey Wagons, which were the little trailers for the little no-name cast members, are there. And it was, it was Rachel McAdams. Amanda Seyfried and the other girl were there, and they were absolute nobodies in a quarter, like, sitting on these little chairs, like they're like like extras almost. Like huh. they, I had no idea who anybody was. I remember I walked on the set, and I was kind of bored because I was doing the big action movie, which is actually totally forgotten now. And I was laughing at him with this little girly movie. And uh, now, well, it's not totally forgotten because tomorrow is Resident Evil Apocalypse Day. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah, 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 believe me, it's in the five dollars. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's you're right. Those were all like very Lindsay Lohan had a bit of, you know, she had been in a number of Disney movies, she'd done Freaky Friday, and and so it was sort of the ongoing thing that was the countdown clock to her being legal. Everyone else in the cast was was a bit older like Rachel McAdams, uh, McAdams was I think in 23, 22 or something. I, I ran into her. I ran so I lived in Toronto. McAdams is from Toronto. So I remember running into her a few times afterwards and she was absolutely nobody. And then all of a sudden, one day, I see the notebook advertisement go across the screen. I'm like, oh, my God, it's that girl running across the screen. Yeah, there you go. And and Lindsay Lohan now is bitch-slapping homeless people in uh, Russia. Look at this, Lindsay Lohan. The one thing I do remember from her, though, was she had a, a young girl kicked off the set because the girl's hair color was too close to her hair color in the scene. Oh, uh, did you did you see that, or is that just a rumor? No, no, I, I know first. No, no, right. no. My, my friends were on the movie. I believe me, this is first-hand knowledge from the term, assistant directors and the set. These are people who were there. It absolutely happened. I remember hearing the story. I was like, get out of here. So I, I've seen stuff myself. I worked on separate No, movies. I believe you. I was just wondering if it was some of those jealous Resident Evil no, Apocalypse no, guys. That, that, when it happened, it was it was at the time when it happened. I remember we were talking on a weekend. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This, this girl did that. But See, it you, absolutely happened. I believe it. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. You don't like to, you know, you can be you can be uh, as, as pretty as anything, but if mm-hmm. you don't have the, a good personality, yeah. it just kills it. Yep. Very and true. That's like me. Her. Listen. Anthony, thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. All right, we'll see you later. No, I, I believe that. She was... She was starting to, that's when she was starting to change. Yes. And think that she was really, really. Started smoking cigarettes. All that. Hanging out behind the school. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know. <laughs> she ran with the bad crowd. It was Samantha Ronson and the whole group. Remember all that stuff? Yeah. Now oh she's getting God. bitch slapped. Mm-hmm. Getting, yes. Where was she? By, she was uh, in Moscow. She was in Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. Syrian yeah. refugees. Yeah. Jesus. There was, a, there was a story in TMZ about the, the family. The, but the, the Look at the family, though. Michael Lowen <laughs> and Dina Lowen. That's yeah. true. Now just, just declared bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You know a million point five dollars in debt. And Michael Lowen, who's been in jail countless times. I forgot about that. Wears mesh shirts. Need I say anything more? <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, it's uh, it's Mean Girls Day. Do yes. What, do what you do to celebrate, I guess. I will. Or you can go up to New York and uh, and check out all the festivities that are taking place. You know, I guess this is the junk drawer technically. Oh, is it? Yeah, because mm. I've got a few things that I need to uh, unload or else they are just going to stay in there forever. And they'll rot. And they'll get sticky. We don't want that. Uh, so the Ryder Cup uh, took place over the weekend. It's, it's a big golf event once a year. It's uh, America versus uh, Europe. It's a big team sport. It's the only big team event that golf has. It's a big deal. Uh, but the Ryder Cup organizers say that they're going to support for as long as necessary a spectator who was hit 
by a tee shot. Oh, no. And oh, oh, they reportedly horrible. lost, she's reportedly lost sight in her right eye. Oh, Did you no. see what she said? Uh, well, yeah, I have some some quotes here and stuff. Yeah. But, but Ouch uh, was the first thing. But, dude, her, her it looks like her eyeball exploded. That, that's what she said. <gasps> it oh, exploded. Did. Yeah. did you look at the pictures? I did. Well, no. how yeah. errant was this tee shot? I mean, was it like right off the bat? Or... I didn't see the shot taken I don't want to see it. It was from uh, Brooks Kepka, who's got arms like a python, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and and it was at the sixth hole, and the woman's name is Corinne Ramande. Uh, she's 49 years old, or Ramande. I don't know how you say her name. But anyhow, um, yeah, she lost uh, vision in her right eye, and she maybe she's going to try and sue them, I believe. When you, okay, and I, as I was reading the story, and I, you know, it said, you know, you had to click on it to see the picture, but I had to. If they're saying it's, it, the eyeball exploded and it was a mess. Uh, and also the the orbital um, socket was was cracked as well, so it had to be you know fairly close. So Preston, I wasn't familiar with the golfer, but don't most golf clubs when you are if you're there as a spectator, your very presence there aren't you aren't you basically? There's a good chance you can get you're, hit. You're rel- so you're chance. relinquishing. I would think so. I mean, it, it, it's kind of understood. Are, are there uh, things? Are there things posted? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it says it on the ticket. Maybe it's you know one of those signs that you just you know walk past without even looking at while you're on the course. I don't know. But all, what I do know is when I see those galleries at the tee box, I, there's no way. At no way in hell you would ever see me on either side of that gallery. No way. Well, there's also, and they said four, they yelled four a number of times. Well, that's part of it, yeah. yeah. So okay. she and, and yes, Casey, you're right. Sometimes, Steve, they'll hit an errant shot. It goes uh, off of the, the fairway, and they'll have to move the crowd, and they'll have people almost in the target line of mm-hmm. where they're hitting, just off of a tad bit, and... It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to have an Aaron shot every now and then, and people can get you know hit in the head. Really when was bad. the last time have you do you recall ever seeing someone else get clocked in the face with a golf ball at any? Oh, it happens at almost every event. Does it? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, somebody, somebody gets hit in the head. Okay. Or, you know, a, a, a golf ball will. There's going to be an errant ball. These guys are great, but they're not. You know. Uh, they're not free of of mistakes. Right. And and people get hit all the time. So really, I mean. As a spectator, what's the difference between this and, and going to a ball game yep. and being aware of foul balls coming into the stands? That's th- that's a uh, a good point. You know, there was a, the big issue about how far they're going to extend the uh, the foul ball nets down right. the, the, mm-hmm. the different um, and it's noticeable. Parks. I went to a couple games this year, and they're longer and they're yeah. above uh, the dugouts now, so it's people are more protected. But you're still aware, you know, if a, a left-handed batter's coming up and you're on the on the third base side, you're gonna you should as a fan be be aware the line drive might come your way, and you should pay attention. Uh, Ramonde also blamed Ryder Cup organiza- uh, organizers for the lack of protection on the course. She said a course official did not shout when he noticed the ball was heading toward the crowd. That's what she says. But the uh, the tour said ball strikes are an occasional hazard uh, for spectators, but this kind of incident is extremely rare. We can confirm that four was shouted several times, but also mm-hmm. appreciate how hard it can be to know when and where every ball is struck. If you are in the crowd, we are hugely sympathetic, and we'll do everything we can to support the spectator in so far as possible under the very difficult circumstances. Okay. So if somebody yells four, yeah. you can still duck your head, and if you don't know where the ball is, that doesn't mean ducking head might actually put your head in the dangerous spot. Correct. You don't know. Would it Would it benefit the spectators to offer diving helmets? Um, <laughs> diving mm, helmets? Yeah. You could back it up and maybe do like a bike helmet or something okay. like that. But yeah. Sure. Like a full yeah. diving helmet with yeah. a closed grid. So to me, it sounds like she was down the fairway quite a bit. I uh, guess. And it just you know ended up in uh, 
out of bounds or, or whatever. But have you ever been hit with a ball? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got hit, and I got lucky. I got hit in my the face? And no, in my back. Okay. Yeah, I got hit in my back, too. But I, uh, it was Bill Beck. You guys know Bill. Uh, he hit me with one on uh, at Valley Brook, and it was kind of my own fault. I, I, I shouldn't have been standing where I was standing. But, Which is right in front of him. <laughs> no, well, kind of, but I um, I ducked down, and it kind of just skidded off my back, so okay. it didn't necessarily plunk me right in the back. But it is a fear of mine that I'm going to get you know hit somewhere terrible. Well, I, I didn't realize that it happens virtually every tournament mm-hmm. or every... Not every tournament. Press, did you get plunked in the back or... No, I got line drive. Oh God! In the back. Um, yeah, I think every event somebody gets hit over over the course of four days. Okay, how many people die by, during maybe, an average golf tournament? Maybe not hit in the head or something like that, but almost every event you'll see at least a ball goes into the, the, a gallery to a crowd, and somebody doesn't know what's coming. Now that doesn't mean they're going to get clocked on the head. They might get you know hit on the leg or something along those lines. But St- balls will hit people. Statistically, what do you think is the is the most dangerous sport for spectators to watch? Would it be racing? Wow. Hmm. Well, I mean, question. statistically, probably golf. If you're saying everybody gets, some, or not everybody. <laughs> everybody everybody who goes to watch gets killed. No, but if somebody's getting hit with a ball every single. Well, and there's no protection. Every single golf, golf tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you're protected by nets at hockey games. You're protected by nets at baseball games. Uh, and and uh, the soccer balls end up in the, in the stands. I mean, I've seen people get plunked in the face by a soccer ball. And that can be harmful, but it's not it's not that uh, commonplace. I came right. so close to getting plunked in the face. Last night we were doing our conference. I thought ball. you did. No, 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 oh. no. It went right oh, over my head. Oh, soccer Jesus. ball. We were I was at my, yeah. my daughter's soccer game and I had uh looked down for a moment to, to get something off the calendar my phone calendar of my phone. Yeah. And in that moment, I mean it was about a half of a second when I look down, and then next thing I know, well, ball right over my face. So if you're talking though about besides a soccer ball, which mm-hmm. can it can cause some damage, but you're talking like a, like a hard ball or well, my- a golf ball or a, like a uh, something that's got that is is like like a a, a bullet, um, you know, or the debris from a car that's run up uh, in a NASCAR race or whatever. So here we we have a thing up on the screen here, Preston. Okay, the number of spectator deaths at racing events pales in comparison with the number of spectator deaths at soccer games. Is that from audience altercations? Yeah, I gotta believe that. And there's more soccer games. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's clear that thousands of people have died at soccer games. Many of the deaths were the result of unsafe stadium conditions. And it's going. It starts to cite a bunch of different things that have happened over the years. I, I want the statistics that pertain to the actual spectator the deaths caused by the sport itself. Right. right. If you're talking about deaths or or significant injuries, injury. Okay. Because yeah, NASCAR. There's definitely people have died. Well, not just yeah. NASCAR, but professional racing. Definitely people have have been killed of that. I think running bases with a hand grenade is a dangerous sport. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go to uh, Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Can't hey. believe I'm on. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Josh? I just wanted to uh, throw you in on PA law about getting hit with the golf ball. Okay. Uh, I don't know about France where the Ryder Cup was, but if you're a spectator, you cannot sue the course. You cannot sue the golfer unless they did it intentionally. If you're immediately off the course, let's say you move there, then in California they say you're, you can still sue. In New York they say you shouldn't have moved right next to a golf course. Unless you were expecting to get hit by golf ball, Pennsylvania <laughs> has never decided that question. To me, the that's the only other type is if you're driving by and get hit, you can sue the golf course. Okay, so so if you're driving down a street that where the street runs a parallel to a golf course and a golf ball comes through your windshield or you get hit, uh, then you can sue. But but so you're saying that the law pretty much dictates that if you are there at a golf course 
watching a golfing event, you have surrendered your right to sue if you get hit by a golf ball. That's right. Watching or golfing or caddying. Okay. All right, wait, hold on. I do have to ask for personal knowledge. So if you are the golfer at a golf course and you hit a ball, it goes out in the street and hits a car, they can sue the golf course, not the golfer? If you intentionally hit well, it onto the street, they can sue you. But right. That's correct. If it's just a normal shot, you're trying to hit it in the fairway. That would yeah, be that can't be Oh, thank ball. God. That 11th Dude, hole at Paxson. I, I was playing at War- White Marsh one time, and there's this par three that's right next to the right next to the hole. Thank you for your call, by the way, Josh. And I hit it, and it just sliced. You know, and, and I'm like, oh, my God. And it's a busy street. Germantown. Oh, no. Germantown? Toward, yeah, heading, heading towards it into, like, Chestnut Hill. Yeah, yeah Germantown. <laughs> and I just... I just leaned down and cringed and shut my eyes, and I'm like waiting yeah. to hear. <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully, I never heard anything. Um, yeah, good to know that I wouldn't be sued for that. Sorry. I used to live on, on a street that was actually it was Brentwood Golf Course, the glorious Brentwood Golf Course in Brentwood, which you could either get hit with a golf ball or the constant bullet fire. But the, uh, <laughs> but the, um, um, yeah. So, but balls from the golf course would constantly come down the street, yeah. you know, hitting houses. Who yells for? The golfer does. The yeah. golfer. Himself, yeah, yeah. Himself. I, I would imagine it's... The if gallery. If it, <laughs> no, if, it, if it came down to legality, I would imagine the golfer would have to yell for if somebody was going to get hit by it and you didn't warn them ahead of time. But usually, when you're playing with a group of people, everybody will uh, yell. Okay. Yeah, everybody will start yelling for. So, uh, it's just to warn the people, you know, that... To uh, the, the golf... Coming. The people calling the golf game say, there's a lucky fan. <laughs> when you get clocked in the eye, when your eye explodes... Uh, some, when people do get hit with a yeah. golf ball and they and, and do get hit in the head from time to time, the golfer will come over, first of all, they'll make sure they're all right. And then oh, that, right. it's customary for them to give them a glove and a ball yeah. or something. They, they usually give them a, a memento of some sort. By golf rules, what does that mean as far as strokes? If it's if it's ricocheted, let's Nothing. say it's ricocheted off someone's face. Uh, it's fair game. Yeah. Fair game. Yeah. So yeah. Wherever, where, where, okay. lines, right? wherever the ball, if the, if the ball bounced off their face and went into the hole, it would count. What if the ball is, sm- is smashed, goes down their throat? Do you have to wait for it to pass through the excretory Dude. system? There's probably a rule for that. I wouldn't doubt it because when I was I was researching, <laughs> we had you and Steve Ranazizi, yeah. and we had golf trivia, and I did some research. The amount of permutations of golf law and golf rules mm-hmm. would blow your mind. There was stuff that was freaking you guys There's out. There's a difference never. between whether a wild animal picks up your ball <laughs> or a dog, a domesticated animal, right. will pick up your ball. There's rulings on that. There is, yeah. It's crazy. At the end of Happy Gilmore, when yeah. all the scaffolding falls down and he has to play it as it lies, do you think that that is playing by the rules? Do you think that the, uh, that's like a PGA realistic scenario? No. Okay. Uh, Why not? Because it would be he would be hindered by an immovable object. Okay. And he would be allowed relief from that. Okay. What about when it landed on that guy's foot and just stayed there on his foot? Oh, the uh, big uh, Jaws, right? The yeah, guy that played Jaws and yeah. uh, Richard Kind, Richard Keel, Richard Keel. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he'd have to play it off that. I think that was. Uh, I think it was a movie. Wait, <laughs> this is pretend. And it was pretend. I keep telling people it's a documentary. Lee Trevino's in it. By the way, speaking of getting hit by stuff, do you guys see the story, the local story of a kid that was ambushed with these guys with a paint gu- paintball gun? Yes. Yeah. No. Kid goes to the door, opens up the door, and somebody's standing there with a with an automatic paintball gun. Hits his kid with 25 paintballs, and I was thinking, wow, that really stings. I've had that before. They sh- did you see the pictures of the no, kid? No, I did not. I just oh heard the story. Oh, my God. Where'd they get him? Just all over his legs. Okay. Blood blisters all oh. over him, bleeding. And, and I was like, oh, dude. So 25 times. Yeah, it was local. We used to do... <laughs> 
paintball Jeopardy. Yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. These, that, that, was, that, that, that was for science. Those yeah. were willing yeah, participants. Drunk participants. Yes. Willing That's drunk. part willing of a radio experiment. Drunk participants. And it was condoned by the Vatican. And their but, friends were shooting them. Uh, yes, exactly. Yes. So uh, here's here's a few of the pictures. Wow. The ones I saw were the kid, uh, uh, were, they, were, they were still fresh. It was, this, this is him. I and that looks hospital. close they, up. They cleaned yes. him up a little bit. It's like point blank. Mm-hmm. Poor kid. Aww. And I have no idea, it was in New Jersey somewhere, I have no idea what the uh, scenario was as far as who may have done this if they knew him or something like that? But that reminds me, I, there's uh, there's somebody's ass I need to kick uh, from years and years ago. Yeah, my neighbor's friend shot my little brother with a paintball gun. My little brother was just you know walking in the backyard and he shot him with a paintball, and, and? I never kicked his ass for that. Did you see it happen? No, remember me? Yeah, yeah. You have a you have a vendetta. You, I do. You go all Michael Corleone. You show up. He's sitting there in the chair. He's too old. He's falling asleep. Right? Hey, 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 my name that... is a Casey boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you talking the name of this car? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, and this is for you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Stick the knife in his stomach. I don't. Or you could just smear paint on his face. <laughs> I brought you some. Uh, I brought you some butter. Yeah. Instead think, of olive oil. Yeah. Maybe you know, just, it's good on waffles. Maybe just like a, a slap in the face would. Would suffice. You wouldn't, you wouldn't run a, a knife him. up his stomach. No, I don't think I have to stab him in the stomach. But. Would he? Uh, do you? Did you ever say anything to this guy? Um, no, no. Is he it's, older? It's more impactful if you never say anything. No, he's around my age. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You want to say uh, his name on air? Yeah, yeah. Chris Capriotti. He's uh, a, you know I. Do you I, know him? I know him. He's a he's a good guy. He's a dick, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting conflicting yeah. messages here. He's a good guy. A good guy. You said talk- right on the show you wanted to stick a knife in his stomach. I've actually talked about him on the air. He's the same guy who uh, he did a best man speech yeah. at a wedding where he uh, talked about the groom's uh, package. Yes. Oh, and that's how- right. Mm-hmm. How big it was. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of a clown, but well. he, Chris, one of these days, just one out of, of nowhere, days you slap ran- me in the face. Hey, you got shot with... Yeah. How many paintballs? A thousand, a thousand, but I was again. I was a willing participant. Yeah, and yeah. you had you had. I had some gear on. You had some gear on as well. Except for my, my feet. Minimizing that's where they were <laughs> aiming at your feet. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, I could go to some other stories, but we're we're kind of running low on time. So you want me to get a couple of these calls here? Yeah, just quickly. Uh, let's go what? to this one. Sounds interesting. Uh, I'll go to Kelly. See how this happened. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi, that's so fetch. So <laughs> fetch. Mean Girls Day. What's up, Kelly? I, um, so I'm listening to you guys talk about your golf stories and, um, I, I guess unfortunately have one when I was 11 and my cousin who I idolized was 15, uh, we were golfing at my neighbor had a three hole golf course behind our house Mm -hmm. and we were sharing a club. And so my ball was further away. So I said I was going to hit first. And at this point, our stories kind of differ. But uh, I told him to move, or so I remember, <laughs> and he didn't. And uh, when I swung, I caught him in the back of the head and came across his ear, and his ear was hanging on by half an inch. I was half an inch from his temple. Oh, my God. And it, <laughs> it took 63 stitches inside and out. Oh, my God. Um, 63? To reattach his ear? Yep, to reattach his ear. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's where the story Thank differs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he dropped to the ground and was cursing. And again, I idolized this kid. So I just, 11 years old, ran to my house and sat in the fetal position until they called us from the hospital. I mean, this was 30 So you years did ago. the right thing. You ran away and, and uh, went into the fetal <laughs> position. Well, you were a kid. You didn't know. <laughs> Kelly, What um, did he have any problems with his hearing after that? 
Oh, and I didn't know. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did did he have any hearing issues after that? No, he did not. If, okay. if you didn't know that he that it had happened, you wouldn't even know. I okay. mean, the scar is there, but you have to know to look for it. In a very inspiring story, he now works as a professional listener. Wow. So <laughs> that's very inspiring. Um, so, uh, a very it, inspiring story. <laughs> Until a therapist came into his life. I can help you. Excuse me? I said I can help you. Uh, wow, that's pretty well. Are, were you guys able to uh, to patch things up after that, Kelly? Yeah, it was a, a little tumultuous for a while. He forgave me immediately, but I, of course, had, you know, a lot of guilt and uh, actually ran away a second time when I found out he was coming to visit me after he was out of the hospital. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, well, thanks, Kelly. Did you ever, Did you give up the game of golf after that? No, but I will not swing a club unless I've looked around about five times. Yeah, good call. Time to use a four iron after that. Yeah, all right. Thank Never you. use anything more than a putter. Wow. Uh, let me go to. Wow. Okay, I'll go to Nick here. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? You rock. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. What's the story you want to tell us? So, uh, my dad and I were at Riverwinds Golfing, which is a beautiful golf course, and mm-hmm. we were on the back nine, and we were you have to cross over the fairway in the one hole mm-hmm. and we looked and the guy waved us on and but his buddy behind him didn't see i guess Oops. and as we're crossing the ball comes and it nipped the front of my nose wow. and hit my hit my dad in the hand and shattered the oh. top of his hand so oh. it nicked your nose and shattered your dad's hand shattered the top every bone in the top of his hand was broken and if i would have been leaning forward about three or four inches it would have hit me right in the side of the head wow man yeah that, that, my, you, the velocity that they're traveling at the ball is hard you know in and of itself but you, you think of it shattering a hand but it must have caught it at the absolute wrong angle and that was it when it hit it sounded like you took two like pieces of wood and slapped them together like Ooh. we had no idea what happened <sighs> so loud and my dad was just in so much pain, and when we went to the uh, front, they gave us, like, two free rounds of golf and stuff. Here's two free rounds of golf. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I hope mean, you can make a fist someday. Yeah. Uh, the, guys, the guys didn't acknowledge it either. Like, after they hit us, my dad's freaking out. I'm yelling, and they just kind of, like, looked at us, didn't say one word. Oh, now that's not cool. That is not. You're supposed to give them a glove or something, right? Well, I'm <laughs> That's here, only if you're a Here's a glove. Yeah, here, here, have a glove. <laughs> it's a welding glove. I'm You'll a never be able to wear it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but here you go. Wow, thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. That's the thing about being on a golf course, man. If you're, you know, if you're strolling about and and it doesn't matter who's hitting the ball, no matter how bad they are, that ball's going to hit you. Yeah. And for some reason, it, it'll happen. You could, you could pay someone a million dollars, say, see that person down there? If you can hit this golf ball and hit them, I'll give it to you. You'll never do it. But when you're trying not to hit someone, you'll hit them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever hit someone with a ball? Um, no. I've hit into groups before by accident, you know, not realizing that they weren't over like a... Uh, they were no. playing too slow. No, there's, there's like there's there's blind shots that you do. Oh, you, you have no idea. That someone's there and it's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? I'm that guy. At uh, Springfield, this guy hit into us. It was a blind shot. He didn't necessarily know what he was doing, and he and he came really, really close to hitting me. So what I did, I actually took the ball, and I ran, and I threw it in the hole. So he thought he actually hold the ball on his second shot, which was actually kind of funny, yeah. I think. 
And you showed him. I yeah. showed him. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I just made him think he had a hole in one. <laughs> That'll well, teach him to be uh, inconsiderate. But it was really funny to hear the reaction because he's like, no, man, where's the ball at? Because we were on the next tee yeah. box. Oh, man, I, no, I thought I hit it around here. And then he was like, somebody check the hole, you know? And he, oh, my God! <laughs> Uh, a fun prank to do on people, especially if you're playing in an outing where there's tons of people, everybody's drinking, and you know some accidents happen. Sure, if they hit into you uh, before they come up, is you you put their ball up on a tee, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> oh, really? like on the green yeah. or or uh, on the fairway, and they they roll up and they're like, oh man, <laughs> they know. Oops. Yep. All right. Anyhow, well, this woman's eyeball exploded. Exploded. And it's from uh, Brooks Kepka. He's the guy who won the, the U.S. Open, and uh, he's he can hit the ball hard. Right. Really hard. So, uh, we'll but she see. got a glove. She did get a glove. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, we have a movie screening of uh, Gershbumsh 2. Gershbumsh? Oh, my God. And it is a family four-pack to join Kathy Romano Ooh. for a screening. On Wednesday, I'm... kind of. Yeah, on Wednesday, she changed their lives by showing them gersperms. Her name is Kathy Romano. Uh, this is going to be Wednesday, October 10th at 6:30, UA King of Prussia. So it's four packs. It's for you to bring your family. All right. From Touchstone Pictures, the Gersperm Shower. Yeah. Uh, so you'll need to be there by six o'clock, October 10th. By the way, in King of Prussia. So we'll take uh, five callers right now, and we'll set you up with that two one five two six three WMMR Goosebumps Two Hits Theaters. On October 12th, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. Adam Goldberg on the show when we get back, all right? This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think our next guest pertains to the first line in this song. I'm going to play a little bit of it uh, before we go to him. And I haven't heard this in a while anyway. <laughs> and I always did uh, enjoy this song for many, many reasons. But I'll let this first line play out. One Saturday I took a walk to Zipper Head. I met a girl there and she almost knocked me dead. Oh, brother, please look at So me. the Goldbergs is going to focus in on Zipper Head. Which is so cool. I know. I love it. And it'll be on tonight. So let's welcome the creator, Adam Goldberg himself yeah. to the show. Hey, Adam. How you doing, man? Good. Thank you. Thank Excellent. You. All right, now, we've had you on the show many times. We've talked about, uh, you know, your time in, in Jenkintown growing up and all that stuff. Did you spend much time down on South Street amongst that uh, that culture and, and that in that uh, age when you were when Zipperhead was like, oh, my God, this is a, bizarre, everything. a bizarre place? I mean, I had, so I went to uh, a school, uh, Penn Charter, so there were kids that were kind of all over the city that went, so I had a couple friends that lived uh, in Center City, and 
one of my favorite things was getting to go there, and I would always try to angle to go to South Street just because it was so different than Jenkintown. It was like the polar opposite. So <laughs> I did. I always would kind of go in there as if it was the scariest place in the world, just because <laughs> they had like jackets with patches on them, and the whole thing was kind of crazy. Well, uh, so yeah, I mean, I would always go in. I would never buy anything. I would just look around, and, and uh, it was just kind of like a world that I didn't know. So, so yeah, it, so it was the real deal, where you have things like in, in the, the malls, you have like uh, hot topics and things of that nature that sort of try to capture that vibe. Uh, Zipperhead was was wholly its it, its own thing. So, and South Street has gone through a couple of different phases. But it, I could see at a point when we, when, you know, when we first uh, started doing the radio show here on on, uh, you know, twenty years we've been doing this. But um, you know, South Street had that reputation that it was sort of a bohemian counterculture deal, uh, and uh, and so, but occasionally you go down, but it was it was it was kind of going across not enemy lines, but you were kind of going into a realm you were not familiar with. Correct? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, sure. and so Adam on the uh, on the uh, on the show he uh, he has um, he has a flirtation with with the the punk rock culture, correct? Yeah, I um, I mean it's it's so it's actually a one hundred percent true story, which is I had a girlfriend at the time <laughs> that spent some time in Manhattan, and then all of a sudden was like really fringy and cool. So. Yeah. yeah, it's always uh, a girl, always a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so in real life, it uh, what I did was I went and bought a chain wallet, and that was my uh, that was my move. A chain wallet, that's yeah. perfect. Uh, yeah. So- and um, our joke, I still actually know the the I, her name's Jackie. I know her today, and it um, the wallet said "Live Hard, Ride Hard," which I don't even understand. <laughs> what that means. Oh my god! Uh, Live hard, ride hard on you, which uh, is what you want in your wallet where yeah, you keep your yeah. money. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, that's, it, that's uh, reflected that's in the story. episode tonight, and it's also a uh, a bit of an homage uh, to uh, to Greece. The name of the episode is uh, "You Got Zugoed." Yes, yes, that's that's because I mean, really, the episode came about because the actress uh, Rowan Blanchard, uh, who played Jackie, um, is doing movies, and she's like, I think she's like a she's like a model for Prada now, so she's not even in the country, so it was just too hard to get her, right? So we were going to have to recast the role, and then I told the story about how uh, my girlfriend at the time just, you know, when I saw her coming back from the summer, I didn't even recognize her. Oh. And we we came up with this whole idea where we're going to cast a different actress and do a story about how sometimes, you know, back then there was no, you know, Facebook, there was no internet, so... If someone came back, people would reinvent themselves over the summer and come back, and you yeah, would be like, true. "Oh, that person, that person grew six inches, or you know, that person lost a ton of weight, or that person has a whole new style." So we cast a different actress, and the joke is that Adam gets Adam is like Danny Zuko, <laughs> which is uh, you know his girlfriend comes back yeah. in the movie Grease, and uh, Adam is the Sandy. So uh, he has to basically change in order to keep his girlfriend. And that, that's that. the whole message of Greece. It's, it's so it's so yeah, yeah. It's so totally perfect the way you're able to and, and and your writers. And I was just saying to Casey before we came on, if you take the show, you know, just on a, on a, on a basic surface level as sort of a nostalgic look at the '80s and blah blah blah. Family. It's basically a family comedy, which is how it works. But you know, I think I, I hope people don't give short shrift to the real the the, the dense comedic writing. The amount of really stellar dialogue that's going on from minute to minute in the show and the fact that you're able to incorporate everyone has had that experience where, you know, after – in fact, that's one of the big thrills of coming back to school after summer. I remember 
you know, Burr Road High School, junior high actually in uh, on Long Island, um, there was the uh, Tracy Philby came back and something had happened during the summer. And it's just one of those revelatory moments. So, uh, so the actress who was originally playing this role is no longer available. So that's 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 an ingenious move to have her come back yeah. as a uh, it, a punk. It's chick. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great episode. And you know, we're doing we're in season six now, so. We're just um, this. I, I joke. This is the year. This is like your jump the shark year, where you just get to do a lot of crazy stuff that <laughs> you haven't you haven't done. I think before I wouldn't have just I would have just probably written the character off the show and not wanted to have someone new. Yeah. Um, but this year, like I'm just trying to get do a lot of really fun stuff that we've always wanted to do. We have on Rick Springfield. Um, we do a whole Jesse's Girl episode, uh, which airs next week. We, we ha- um, I begged for for a year Robert Englund to to come on the show and he's Freddy Krueger. Yes. He hasn't done in in 20 years. So we got he finally I wore him down and he came and he put on the spent 4 hours in makeup and wow. put on the mask and and has a whole scene with Beverly. So there's just this year I'm doing a lot of kind of really fun bigger stuff. Um, because you know, once you've done 120 episodes, why not have on Freddie? Yeah, it's it, listen. It's absolutely you're right, and uh, the show is showing no signs of jumping the shark. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just a, a furthering. It, you're just widening widening the boundaries a bit, but we're we're loving it. And by the way, it's in the 80s when yeah. they when Fonty did jump the shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you're true. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, so um, speaking of that, and, and I have a, a couple of questions here. Is um. What year are we in right now, or is it just kind of like... It's always 80-something. It's it's always 80-something, right? Yes. there It is, um, I think, one episode this year. It's clearly set in 82, and then okay. uh, the next year it's in 89. So it, it is... I am sticking with that whole concept, which has been great. And it really was just because I didn't want to have to wait... Nine years to get to some of, to the Nintendo Power Glove. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Who the hell would yeah. want to wait for that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but Adam, you know, the character is is aging in this, and and so I love that approach to this uh, to this show. You had asked us in in, uh, in past interviews if we had any ideas or concepts that that were that were totally eighties and totally uh, Philadelphia uh, to yeah. send them your way. And I'm not sure if you had ever heard of a uh, dance club in it's in Delaware County called Pulsations. Have you ever heard of that? It's so funny you say that because we're doing uh, <laughs> this year. We're doing uh, Barry is engaged very yeah. foolishly and recklessly, and we were doing <laughs> yesterday. We were talking about um, where's the place you would go for your bachelor party that yes. is ABC yeah. friendly. Um, <laughs> That's ABC that, friendly, That's it. Uh-huh. right? Um, and I said there was some club with a ridiculous name, and I kept saying I kept saying friction or something, like that, <laughs> but it's pulsations. Pulsations, because pulsations had the robot. Yeah. So the thing yeah. it had a it had a robot, and if you if you have, have ever seen Rocky Four. The robot in Rocky Four was the robot that would come out of the ceiling at Pulsations. And yes. on, on Sundays, Pulsations was open for children to go to. Any yes. other time, it was a 21 and over club. Well, but there was the Fizz that was out in Bucks County. Does that sound familiar? The Fizz, Adam? I don't know the Fizz. Okay. All right. Well, the, the, I know pulsations, okay. uh, which is really weird because yesterday we couldn't. We were googling like dance club. <laughs> I kept saying friction. I don't. I, so pulsations. And by the way, I was so obsessed with that robot. Yeah. That um, 
that I had I had it in my bar mitzvah. You had the pulsar. <laughs> no, you did. It's robot really? at your bar mitzvah. Pulsar? Pulsar is the robot's name. Pulsar the robot I had at my bar mitzvah. You, you do know so- that. You, you do know the story, actually. Uh, 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 Matt Cord, who's a, a DJ here at our sister station, he worked at at uh, uh, Pulsations. And as the rumor goes, and correct me, guys, if I'm wrong, but didn't that robot kill someone on its a uh, when it was first? Uh, right? Is that the story? The, I don't the, the know. Legend? That. I don't know. <laughs> it accidentally or, or injured someone when it came out on its first on its debut night. Nick, if you could do a, I don't think on, it killed anybody. But yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, Terminator has showed us that the robot will rise up. <laughs> there was something. Something horrific associated with this pulsar. That, that's my understanding. <laughs> By the way, Adam, if you ever do have, like, a moment where you guys can't figure something out name-wise around here, email Casey here. He yeah. will, uh, he'll, he'll find out for you for sure. Oh, he, can, he can be a good Philly source uh, for that's anything hilarious. that may have slipped your mind. Yeah, you and I yeah, are but- around the same age, and we grew up, in obviously, in the same time era. So, I um, No, I mean, that's... It's so helpful. I, you know, I drive ABC nuts with all of these Philly references, and and um, because they, you know, they want it to be the name of a fake club because you're giving like promotion, even if the place isn't around anymore. Huh. You know, people pay ABC tons of money to advertise their clubs and right. products. Um, and like this year, they were they were they said, uh, okay, well, you know, uh, Blackish went to. Disneyland, so you guys can do a Disneyland episode. And I said, well, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I only went once, uh, and uh, it was such a huge deal. It doesn't feel real to me. So instead, I forced them to do a Hershey Park episode. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. And they were, they were so, they were beside themselves because they literally want people to go to Disneyland, and instead, I'm recreating like Hershey Park and spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do the super yeah. duper loopers. Like, <laughs> Listen, it, it, yeah. it resonates uh, it, for here. Yeah. It's great, but it, it it works regardless. But that that attention to detail is is what's so cool. With Zipperhead, did you were you able to contact the original? Um, oh. Owner, yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I mean, the owner was so pumped and sent us so much cool stuff. And then, like oddly, his daughter um, is a Broadway actress. So, um, he so he basically said, like, you know, can you like just at least let her audition? And she was unbelievable. Huh. So it's so weird and full circle that the clerk at Zipperhead, who's giving Adam a hard time calling him a yuppie and stuff, uh. is actually the owner's daughter wearing, like, the uh, uh, official, like, a real Zipperhead T-shirt from back in the 80s. That's so great. It's, it's really cool. Adam, were um, you guys able to do any exteriors on South Street, or did you just, did you have to make some stuff up? No, I had to dig through archives mm. um, and get photos, and uh, and I wish I wish I could have found... He, he had a couple photos from inside the store in the 80s but um i had to i had to dig through and find some stuff uh of like punk stores in the 80s uh, hey. i wish i wish i could have i wish i wish i would have brought my video camera i brought it everywhere I yeah i think i was afraid i'd get mugged if i brought it you know, <laughs> right into the city uh real quick hold uh sharon real quick you wanted to say something about uh pulsations and the the yes, robot i remember that because we were we were going the next night to my, I was always a rock and roll girl, and my girlfriend made me go once a week. She even bought me disco clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but was I it? I for a jacket because my <laughs> denim and leather wouldn't work. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it, but it uh, wasn't. Yeah. It turns out it wasn't the robot. What had happened? No, it was the chandelier or a uh, disco ball. But it was 
huge. It was right as you walked in. Killed but, um, by yeah. a disco oh, ball. It, it wasn't the robot. Yeah. It was a disco ball that killed someone. <laughs> and someone was killed? I don't think they were killed, but people were injured, and they closed the club for almost a week. So okay. we couldn't go the next night. All right. All right. Thanks, yeah. Sharon. Appreciate yeah. it. People right. are saying it was Thank a light you. fixture. Hey, and I, I love that show, you guys. That, that's a great show. All right. right. There you go. Thanks, okay. Sharon. And Adam, she loves uh, it. Okay. All right, take care, Sharon, and her <laughs> rabbit fur coat. Are you still there, Adam? Yeah, I am. Okay, right. I want to make sure right. I didn't hang up on you there. All I right. could probably do a thing where I could get some news footage of the disco ball firing, <laughs> and that could be the night that oh, Adam so... and Barry go for yes. the bachelor party. And, and yeah. you know what, Adam? It could, de- it could develop into a Phantom of the Opera riff. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there, the, the ro- call in and just get every story every morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah easy. we can help you out, man. That's there great. Were, there were a couple other pop culture things that, that stick out in my mind in the 80s. Um, and one was when Karate Kid came out, and that sticks out in my mind because I, I crane-kicked my friend Matt Kahn in the face and, uh, broke, his, and broke, his, um, uh, I broke his tooth. And then... Uh, th- well, they've already done that. Uh, and then also break-in. Have you done a break-in episode? We have not. We, um, we wanted to do a break-in episode where... Uh, <laughs> You know, it, if you remember all of those kind of uh, movies, they were, I think in Breaking 2, they they did a kind of a breakdancing competition to save the community center. Yeah, yeah. save the community center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's always the case. It's always uh-huh. a community center. We wanted to do something where the, the um, that we were going to do a break-in episode where the community center was bothering Beverly, so <laughs> she was going to shut down the community center. Uh, but, um, no, we, we've done a lot of Barry breakdancing. Yeah. yeah. I think even in the episode that airs tonight, we talk about breaking to Electric Boogaloo, but, like, we have yet to, we've yet to go there fully, and we talk about it, but it just seems so crazy, like, yeah. to... to to do a full breakdancing episode, but I'm sure it'll happen. All right, here's another one for you I'm just thinking of right now, because if you ever watch the X Games, I mean, people are doing triple backflips on their BMX bikes and stuff like that, but the movie Rad, uh, when we were younger, that guy did a (laughs) backflip. And yeah. that was like the biggest thing, and it was it was the buildup of the whole movie. And then finally, at the end of the movie, he does this backflip. I don't know if there's something there for you as well. Well, our episode next week is called Rad. Stop oh, it, dude! Ah! <laughs> you, you, you you can't beat Adam no, to the punch. No. He's well ahead, clearly it. immersed oh. in, the, in all the deal. I have to ask that you. Speaks to how great the show is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consi- uh, with um. What's really bizarre about that, I'll just add, is when I pitched, I think next week is, um, or maybe it's the week after, it's, uh, um, no, next week is rad. So so when I pitched that episode, um, a- ABC said, don't, we really don't want you to do it, nobody knows the movie. <laughs> And uh, and I so I really I wasn't going to do it. So this just makes me feel very happy yeah. that of all the things from the '80s, you say do the BMX rad movie, and we <laughs> did it next week. So that makes me very happy. Right, I have to ask you, uh, Adam, because a schooled is obviously we we know that that's um, that's uh, uh, in production, and and that's the 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 sequel series, which is is going to be uh, you know we 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 love the uh, the episode that we saw. When is that going to um, be on the schedule, and do you have a uh, a date yet? Well, it's a mid-season show, so I suspect it'll probably be on at some point in January, um, and it's set in the 90s, which is is so refreshing and also depressing <laughs> because the 90s was so long ago now, and it yeah. doesn't feel like it should be that long ago, but right. it's, like 30, it's like 25 years ago, so we... We get to have do all of play in that whole playground of uh, do all the '90s stuff. I'm 
you know, Pump Up the Volume was something I was desperate to do on the Goldberg. Oh, yes. Uh, Pump it, Up the it, Volume was huge, especially in radio. For us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. That's it was great. like my favorite. It came out in 1990, so I couldn't do it. So we're we, just yesterday we were talking, like, what could that episode look like? So it's, uh, you know, it's people say that they want the Goldbergs to be longer and have it be an hour. So hopefully people will stick around and, and stay for the for the new spin-off show which is very similar in tone and it's great it's great similar, so. and you have you have Laney and you have uh, Tim Meadows and you have uh, yeah. uh, coach Callen. oh his, who's awesome it's yeah. it's it's got to be fulfilling because i kid you not every day my wife and i sit down as we're having dinner and we watch the first of the repeats of the goldbergs now that it's syndicated you get it constantly and then and then the bumper night is when you can take the syndicated episode right into the new episode it's it's it is a it is a staple. It is, and I'm sure you get the feedback now that it is in syndication. People who are fans who get to revisit it again, or who are discovering it for the first time, and and uh, and enjoying it. Do, are, does that feedback reach you, or, or it does? Well, it really only reaches me from Philly. The interesting is, it's it's not a surprise. Like in Philly, we're like this is that's our biggest market. Yeah, Philly, and. Um, you know, in L.A., I don't hear much about it, and that repeat, I'm not kidding, plays at 1.30 in the morning. What? So wow. the fact that um, I think because Philly's such a big market, I didn't even – I knew we played at 7.30. It never occurred to me that it would go right into the new one. Uh, <laughs> so that's – I think that's why – I think it's – that happens in Philly because I write it for that town, and uh, and – that reflects in the syndication hours. Well, Whereas it, in L- L.A., I, I, you know, we're, we're on in one thirty in the morning, so it, it's more like drunk people. <laughs> it's the perfect troika, <laughs> Jeopardy into the Goldbergs, into the Goldbergs. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a, you can't you can't miss. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. All right. Well, uh, we're, it's always great to talk to you, and uh, you know, we love these uh, the the local flavor that that gets put into every single episode. But we we were just intrigued by the the you got zoo code and <laughs> and featured in uh, you know featuring Zipperhead and all that stuff. So. Uh, cool, man. Well, listen, when you're, when you're in town, obviously we want you to come by here, but uh, you're a very absolutely. busy man, and, and the show is, is killing it, and we absolutely love it. So it's always great to talk to you, Thank Adam. you, Thanks, guys. Man. Thank you for any time, man. You got it. Goldberg's on yeah. today. Yeah. Adam Goldberg hey. on the presentation. Yeah, pulsation. Forever. All right. Thanks, Adam. All right. Uh, eh. We actually have a few more calls about pulsations. If yes. You want, if you want to go to those real quick. About the killer robot that murdered an entire group of people. Let me go to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. You're on the air. Good morning. Yay, bitches. Yay, what, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> I was unfortunately way too young to go to pulsations, but my parents were there the night that uh, I know the lady died. I remember my father talking about that. So but it was actually like, I'm sorry, Dad. So, Jackie, you heard that a lady did die? Yeah, that's what my, I remember my father, like, it, the lighting crushed her head, and he was really uh, upset. He he was sitting across the bar from her. So I, I my, my mother. What, did it have anything, there was a, there was a light fixture that fell down? Yeah, what, nothing to do with the yeah, robot. Nothing to do with the robot. No, it, was, no, it was a lighting no, fixture, no but robot. somebody did pass away. It was a tragedy. They had, the cops came in, they shut the club down for the night. Wow. Man. And, and just for the night, though, Nick? Or? Yeah, they reopened the next day. No kidding. That is wild. Ugh. And the big debut night. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jackie. I got turned away at the door at Pulsations because I uh, and I went on that Sunday, Casey, where it was, you know, it was kid friendly. You could go 
and I was not wearing, um, I was wearing sneakers. And you had to wear dress shoes or really? like Dockside or really? something like that. I don't yeah. even yeah, remember no sneakers. Yeah, I no went, sneakers. I was, uh, uh, my, even as a kid? My family played, uh, pay, played? My, my family hosted uh, exchange kids from time to time. And so we had a, a bunch of uh, French kids staying with the family and they wanted to go to a club. They liked doing clubbing type of things. So we went to Pulsations and I, w- I went with them and I was not allowed to go in. It, it devastated me. Nightclubs that had a teen night were always just a weird thing to me. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? When Discovery you were older? was one. Discovery on, on Thursday nights. That's the... Oh, God, it's not Tom and Jerry's. Uh, it's in Woodland. Uh, it's Tom and Jerry's. Yeah, it's Tom and Jerry's. I don't even know if they do that type of thing you know anymore. I don't I don't think so, but there was one by us also that was... It wasn't a teen night, but it was... Um, you had to be 18 to get in and then just 21 to drink. Yeah. Yeah. We basically yeah, yeah. just got in and drank. Of course you did. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't even know how they knew the difference. I you guess there what? was some sort of wristband no, no or something, wristbands? but yeah. we definitely got around it. I remember that uh, happening around here, even in the, the mid-90s of being at a club, and it was like, you know, some people couldn't drink because they weren't old but enough. girls could get away with it a yeah. little bit more easily we than the guys could. We somehow got away with it. Sure. Yeah, well, because the older guys would buy the younger girls. <laughs> right, right. What's your name, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Marissa is bringing in a note. Egypt, 18 to come, 21 to swallow. Yeah, that was for yeah. a long time. You know what? That's right. That was in the spots. That was in the commercials. Mm-hmm. 18 yep. or older to uh, 18 to get in and, and 21 to drink. They took that from Domino's. Yeah. Did they? I just remember uh, Discovery was so cool because the sodas were free. Sodas yeah. were free. It was like, it was like five wow. or ten bucks to get in. They had a bar, and they had a bar, t- bar on either side of the dance floor. Bartender. Coke. Diet. <laughs> Diet. <laughs> what was that place? Um, Fubar. Yes. Remember, remember that? Yeah, that was in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fubar was at, uh, it was like University City. Yeah. What about it? Did it have a teen night or something? I think it did, didn't it? I don't remember. I, I used to do commercials for a lot of these places. Yeah. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to, let me go to Caroline. Hey, Caroline, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Caroline? Not much. How are you guys? Good. What's up? Uh, I was just calling about pulsations because you were saying about the robot, but um, I was uh, you know, just I guess twenty one at the time when pulsations opened, and um, and it was it was the lights that fell. Um, the lights that fell the, out of the pub yeah, down it, the road called the hilltop, and and you know their their slogan after that was "We may be small, but our lights don't fall." Oh, oh my that's God. a cheap Dude. shot. Very, very I would have sent the robot over to kill him. By the way, I went to the hilltop one time. It was Rudest bartender I've ever met. Really? That was right around the corner from your place Where, in Valley Brook, I used right? to live right there, yeah. right by there. I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, it was on Route 1? No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so, where the Wawa is yeah. now. I think no, it's still there. Uh, it's the still there? Owned, well, I think the bar is still there, but the, the family that owned it, there was a father, and then when he passed, the two brothers took over, and then one sold it to the other, and uh, the one brother that owned it passed away recently, but it, it has switched hands. I think it became a comedy club for a while. Okay. All <laughs> no, right. The no, building, was, I believe. It was like 15, 16 years ago that I met that bitch bartender. <laughs> right All right. Thank you. Yeah, that's what you want. You, yeah. you, you want a, you want a, a, a standoffish bartender. Oh, she's just rude. Isn't that supposed to be the person you can confide in and you can converse with and it was gregarious? All right, hang on. Let's see if this is the case or not. I'm going to go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Yes, sir. What's up, Dave? Dave! I'm sorry. I'm sorry we missed that. Okay, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave, hold on. Back it up. Start from the beginning. What were you saying now? My friend owns the robot, Pulsar from Pulsation. The actual robot? 
Yep, he owns it. He could probably bring it to your radio station. You've got to put us in touch with him for sure. Can, Can you hang on a second? Yeah, take your time, man. All right, hang on. We're going to get your information, and we're going to see if we can. Now, Does where does he have uh, Pulsar displayed, or does he have him displayed? Well, he doesn't. He was about 10 years ago. He was bringing him to functions, and he had him rebuilt, and he was in pieces, basically. Okay. But um, I'm not sure what he's doing with it right now. I know he still owns it. Okay. Hang on just so a second. We're going we're gonna to get your info so we can follow up on this, okay? Okay, cool. Thanks, man. All right, so if if if, Pul- if Pulsar's still around, you know what we should do. We get exactly. Yeah. Do we just become best friends? What did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah, we got to bring him out of Camp Out for Hunger. How how big was Pulsar? Pretty it was small, right? Uh, you know what? Bring up uh, bring up Rocky Four because uh, that's his name is Pulsar. I remember it being bigger, you know, but in my memory, it's you know he was bigger like four than four or five life. feet tall. Yeah, uh, Four or five feet tall, really? Sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you stood him next to a, a, a fully grown adult, he was not as tall as uh, yeah. Ivan Drago, for but example. But he was he was getting up there though, as yeah. far as like he was like a uh, like a teenager maybe or something. There like you go. Yeah, there's teenager. the video. Okay, no kidding. Okay, so we're certain that this is the same robot in Rocky Four. Mm, we well, I'll tell that. you what. I don't know. Maybe that's just a. A legend that I had always believed. Because I thought the Rocky Four robot was kind of small, like two feet tall. I actually thought like it was that. bigger. I thought it was like five feet tall. Yeah. Five, five, six feet tall. No kidding. Oh, I know. We got to look all a, this stuff up. Find a picture of Rocky with the robot. How tall are you? Yeah. Well, Rocky is, so that's as long as what? Five, ten? Uh, I don't know. Five, just, nine? Okay, wait. Yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a video of him. Yeah, it was about that big. It was like five feet tall. It was Paulie's robot, though. Maybe even bigger, five, six feet tall. Okay. It's a robot. Interesting. Uh, All right, well, anyhow, the Goldbergs is on tonight, and it will be all about um, Zipperhead and the the whole Grease thing where she goes away, comes back from somewhere totally different person. She's a punk. So how about that? The girl who was originally playing his best friend is, uh, is, is now a Prada model. Yeah. That's crazy, man. This is crazy, yeah. I love that show. It's great. All right, listen, we got to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Got some bizarre file stories you might be interested in when we return. And our friends from uh, the Union Tap were here earlier. They brought by a bunch of food, and it's a Bud Light Philly Philly tour tomorrow night. Nick is on board 7 to 9 p.m. in Northeast Philadelphia. You won't want to miss a chance for you to win some Eagles tickets, and you got to have their award-winning burgers, including the Pig Mac and the Delphia, <laughs> both of which have won awards at the uh, Philly Mag Taste Philly Competition. We'll be back in just a moment. Throughout 2018, MMR celebrates 50 years rockin' Philly. Keep listening for special birthday events and special programming from our long, strange trip together. Every hour this weekend, we highlight 1999. MMR turned 31. It was the year we were introduced to SpongeBob SquarePants and The Sopranos on TV. So what, no f***ing eating now? Online, we were waiting for the dial-up to connect while worrying about Y2K. Goodbye. American Pie, Austin Powers, and The Matrix had the box office buzzing. At MMR, the DJs had new music from these bands. Foo Fighters, Blink-182, Red Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, Free Incubus, Limp Bizkit, Chris Cornell, G-Love and Special Sauce, Collective Soul, and so many more from 1999. Listen all weekend as we highlight another page from our scrapbook of shared musical memories. Sponsored by Benari Jewelers, an extra new Town Square. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that's rocked Philly for 50 amazing years. 
Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right. Normally, my Bizarre File stories are kind of short and punchy. But today, for some reason, I have ones that, that have a little more story to them. I only Tall got, and slovenly. I only got to three in the last B-File. Let's see. Uh, this this first one's got a little bit of meat to it. We'll start with uh, one about a married woman in Colombia. And her lover were caught off guard when they were when they called for an Uber to head to a motel. And the driver turned out to be the woman's husband. Oh, my God. And I will explain how this happened. Identified only as Yimi, uh, the woman and her lover, Jesus Barrios had kept their affair secret for more than a year. But this week, they were caught when they called an Uber, and Yimi's husband was unexpectedly in the driver's seat. On Tuesday, Yimi and Jesus met up in the city of Santa Marta and decided to head to a motel for more privacy. She had no idea that her husband was driving for Uber? No, it's not that. I'll explain. Unfortunately for the couple... Yimi was unaware that her husband had borrowed a friend's vehicle and was driving using that friend's Uber account to Moonlight as a driver. Oh. So they were notified by the Uber app that their driver was Leonardo and so saw no need for concern. So he was just helping out, or his friend was letting him get in a little extra driving. Wow. And so on. So she didn't know. She may have known that he was doing Uber driving. She didn't know that she was going, he was using this, was other, Leonardo. this other account. Yeah. Now, it wasn't until they were inside the vehicle that Yimi and her husband recognized each other. What happened next has been reported differently by various outlets. Some have said that the three exited the vehicle and that the men began to fight on the street as Yimi tried to intervene. Someone's going to get a bad rating. Others reported that the wife and her lover simply fled the vehicle to escape her husband's anger. Yimi had had been thwarted in part because Leonardo had failed to follow Uber's official policy for drivers. Trust me, you don't want to thwart Yimi. The company's regulations clearly state that drivers are not allowed to let other driver uh, others drive for them. In fact, doing so is grounds for losing access to the app. So, yeah, there's a a little bit of a vetting process that goes on, right? You would assume they were busted. An iguana wandered onto a power line and knocked out electricity to a Florida nursing home, sending 20 patients to the hospital. A spokesman says the iguana was electrocuted and set off a fire on the power pole, which knocked out electricity to the Palms Care Center in Lauderdale Lakes. The hell happened? I was watching the TV. Uh, the facility was running on... I was gen- watching the Wheel of Fortune. ...on generator power, but only half of it was being cooled effectively. Oh. Residents who lost air conditioning were working, uh, moved to parts of the facility where cooling units were working, and 20 patients were moved to hospital as a, as a precaution. Electricity was restored through the nursing home late Friday. I was having reckless Viagra-fueled sex. It was all because <laughs> of an iguana. Here's another story out of Florida. A Florida man is accused of threatening the lives of a family who owns a business that the suspect contracted uh, with for some work. The suspect allegedly described various scenarios under which the family could be hurt or worse. Now, sheriff's investigators said that the suspect demanded a full refund from the victims through their family's home remodeling business. Investigators said the suspect got only a partial refund because some of the work was completed. Right. Well, that allegedly pissed him off. Uh, Sheriff Rick Staley said that this isn't the first time that Mark Kloss, 72 years old, has threatened people that he's hired to do work for him. But the sheriff said that Kloss took it to a new level when he sent an email to the owners of the business threatening them and their children. 
Kloss wrote, imagine yourself being attached to a time bomb, which can be triggered at any given moment. Mm -hmm. Or imagine your daughter having to spend the rest of her life wearing a veil to conceal the horrific scars caused by the acid burn to her face. Wow. His brother Santa would not approve. It's the second time that Kloss has threatened this family, and he's previously made threats against the owners of another local business as well. Mm. Court officials said Kloss refused to leave his jail cell for his first appearance, but the judge said that in an, uh, that the email was certainly cause for concern. Kloss allegedly went on to write, Your family has <laughs> never encountered anyone like myself, and I'm all done being a nice guy. He's a character, that one, huh? Uh, the victims did not want to go on camera, but through an attorney, they spoke about how frightened they are of the suspect and asked that he be ordered to stay away from them, and the judge obliged by setting the bail at $50,000. There he is. Florida man! Florida man! A woman's claim, I believe this is in China, a woman's claim uh, that she finished, uh, that she fished a maxi pad out of her hot pot. Oh, man. Is now being viewed oh with a bit of skepticism after it was revealed that she discovered a similar object while dining at another hot pot restaurant the following day. Uh, the woman, whose surname is Ni, nee, uh, had posted <laughs> footage online uh, showing herself examining the mysterious object that she claims to have found at the bottom of a hot pot while eating at a uh, Hidalio location. That's the name of the restaurant. So she, okay. After inspection, she speculates the object looks like, quote, a menstrual pad. The discovery led to an argument between me and the restaurant staff with the diner uh, demanding one million yuan in compensation, in compensation, an amount that she later lowered to 500,000 yuan uh, while also breaking some of the restaurant's tableware in a fit. So police were called, though no conclusions were quickly reached over exactly what the object was and how it came to be at the bottom of the soup. Of the soup. I'm a little suspicious of this. Uh, the only thing that officers initially instructed was that Nee should, be, should compensate the restaurant for the broken tableware. In the aftermath of this incident, the restaurant did some research of its own, finding that on the following day, Nee dined at another hot pot restaurant in town and found a similar sanitary pad item. Mm -hmm. Nee, I'm at, not giving you one goddamn yawn. At the bottom of her soup. Nee has insisted that the items are not hers and that she did not place them in the soups. Instead, she claims to be currently doing a public service by inspecting the safety of the cooking oils used at local hot pot uh, restaurants. God bless her. Yeah, she's doing her for part. her civic duty. And that is what I have for you. In the Bizarre File this morning, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a minute. Don't forget we have a secret text word that is up and running. You know we should get a winner of that right now. So hopefully you've texted in the word secret 39333. If not, do it now. You have a couple of seconds left. But Kathy, I need a number caller uh, to give the prize to. Who's going to be? Caller number 17. All right, two what one a five, number! 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you can win with the secret text word. Be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR. Online, on demand, and on the air. Including our digital HD signal. The best sounding MMR there is. WMMR HD and HD2. The MM Archives channel. KG11 on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Uh, they've performed here in our studio. And uh, we're going to have, uh, I think, another band playing on Friday, right, Kate? Yeah, Glorious Sons are going to be here Friday morning. We were just talking to Bill about that and uh, setting that up. So I love it when we have bands in here and they play a couple songs for you and you get to hear a different version of a song. And we break them. And uh, maybe you've never heard the song before and that version can uh, kind of be intriguing to you. So that will be on Friday. Get yourself ready for that. 
Uh, we were looking for a winner. Secret text word today. And Kathy called up the number 17. So we will go to phone lines and see if we can find that uh, caller. It is John, I believe. Hey, John, how you doing, man? How's it going? You guys rock. Hey! Thank you, sir. All right, so do me a favor and enlighten me. What is the secret uh, text word today? Outlandish. Outlandish. <laughs> Correct. Hang on there, pal. We're going to take care of it. We're going to give you some tickets to see John Oliver Saturday, December 30th, 7 p.m. at the Met Philadelphia. The venue, located on North Broad Street, has been completely restored with beautiful sight lines and crystal clear sound. Tickets for all three John Oliver shows, including New Year's Eve, are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. We're also going to give tickets to PJ Riggs, who's from South Philadelphia. And uh, that was our texter that we grabbed randomly. And PJ's also going to get those tickets to see John Oliver. And once again, that's Saturday, December 30th at the Met in Philadelphia. So congratulations to all. And uh, we've still got great stuff to give away, uh, which we don't want you to miss out on. Word of the Week prize trip to Atlanta, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we have that coming up. Oh, you know what? I wanted to mention this. Um, oh, you have a big event coming up. Oh. Yeah, my wife texted me. Where is... Information. Sorry, I have a lot of so many papers that I eventually have to get to. But um, here it is: the Mother's Wish Gala. My daughter has Crohn's disease, so we uh, have gotten involved the past several years with this group called a Mother's Wish, and my wife is on the board for it. And uh, everybody who's on the board has a family member or you know that has Crohn's disease is battling this. So anyhow, we have a big event, and it's a lot of fun, and it is going to be on the twentieth at the DoubleTree in King of Prussia. And it's the Mother's Wish Gala Casino Night. And it's a full-on just tons of blackjack tables and craps and roulette. And we, we gamble, but we're using kind of play money. And that money that you, you know, the chips that you win, yeah. you can buy tickets with. And they go into these awesome baskets of these amazing prizes that are given away through the night. This and, isn't like a, like a bake sale type of thing that just, you know, yeah. just kind of slapped together. This is a real function, like a, a full night out Fancy dress, yep. just gambling, and imbibing, food, food, food yes, the is, whole deal. Uh, food and booze. Bo- bo- booze uh, and food. Booze, no, it's uh, foods and booze. Food. Yes. Booze and booze. Yes. Bernie and Ert. Yeah, and Bernie and Ert. And anyhow, it's five-hour open bar, dinner, uh, music, the whole deal. And uh, if you'd like to get that information, go to PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, Nick's got a, a link to it there. But uh, tickets are a little sluggish than last year, a little more sluggish than last year. So we need to step this up. And I'd appreciate your help. My daughter would appreciate your help and everybody who's suffering with this disease because it's painful, man. It sucks. We've encountered a lot of people who deal with this, and I yeah. had no idea it was as uh, prevalent as it is. I've seen at the at the, the walk that happens at the ballpark. Yeah. I've seen people get up and tell their story, and they had been in so much pain that they had thought about taking their own life. It's, some people, it gets that bad. I mean, yeah. just constant, horrible, evil pain in your gut. Yeah, I know I know somebody who, um, basically, at this point, he doesn't le- really leave his house or go too far from his house um, just because of all of the issues. He can't get on yeah. a plane. He can't go for a long drive. He does go to work, um, but he works right down the street from his house. So if he needs to run home, he can run home. But it's it's basically consumed his life. Yeah, so we need your help, and it's uh, October 20th, and it's a great time at the Double Tree in King of Prussia. So if you can come, I will be there. I'm hosting the event. We have special guests. It's going to be a really good time. So details at PrestonandSteve.com. We are now going to do the lesson question and we're going to give away a four pack of tickets as Temple Football Battles ECU this Saturday noon Lincoln Financial Field. Question I have for you this morning, what food item did Nick lie about? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What food item did Nick flat out lie about? 215 263 
WMMR, if you know the answer, you should call now. And we're going to do the trash while you're calling in to answer that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Heritage Business Systems. The document managing equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service satisfaction reliability. That's Heritage Business Systems. Your authorized Canon copier dealer. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Giselle Bunchen revealing that she found out two months into her relationship with Tom Brady that his ex-girlfriend, Bridget Moynihan, was pregnant with his baby. Bunchen says she was able to get past it all with God's help and repeated Louboutin kicks to Brady's balls. <laughs> oh, my God. 47-year-old Justin Thoreau dating 27-year-old Spider-Man Homecoming star Laura Harrier. Thoreau says his concerns over the two-decade age difference evaporated the second she got naked. Wow. (laughs) And finally, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin apparently got married in a quiet civil ceremony, and they did so without a prenup. Bieber, who is worth an estimated $250 million, says he didn't want a prenup because he doesn't know what it is. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, wait a minute. Justin Thoreau is dating that gal? Yeah. And Justin Thoreau was with Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes. So he's 47. She's 27. Uh, Wow. She's a stunner, too. She is. Interesting. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to this lesson question. What food item uh, did Nick lie about? Uh, I will go to... (laughs) uh, Let's go to Brian. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Brian. What food item did Nick lie about? Chocolate pretzels. Yeah, chocolate covered pretzels. In his defense, though, it was to protect her. Hang on a second. We'll get your info, Bry, and we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets as Temple Football Battle DCU this Saturday at noon in Lincoln Financial Field, and it's presented by Temple Health Sport Cancer Awareness Day and Audible for Autism Day at the game. Kids' tickets are only $10. You can visit owlsticks.com for more information. Let's delve into the music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Good housekeeping. Casey Preston said delve. I'm going to use it. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> delve. All right. It's, brought it's a good to, word. It's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you love this, this fall at uh, Dunkin'. With $2 any size iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m., try any Duncan, uh, any of Duncan's delicious flavors like maple, pecan, or pumpkin. America runs on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Tom Morello kicked off his solo tour in New York City on Monday night as he prepares to release his new solo LP, which is di- titled The Atlas Underground, and that's coming out on the 12th. Uh, Tom opened up the show by talking for about 15 minutes about his background, his days with Raise Against the Machine, his days studying at Harvard as well. Uh, then he played a few song fragments, including part of Audio Slave's Like a Stone as a tribute to his fallen Audio Slave bandmate Chris Cornell. He also uh, did a part of Ozzy Osbourne's Mr. Crowley, which he's done with Ozzy in the past. Following that, Morello performed his entire new album from start to finish, then played his Bruce Springsteen collaboration, The, the Ghost of Tom Joad. Invited fans on stage to sing along on This Land is Your Land and ended with Rage Against the Machine's classic Killing in the Name. Sounds like an interesting show. It's kind of all over the place. The classic evening with concept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's going to play. Close Up Magic? uh, Thursday night in Boston, and his new LP features guest appearances from Portugal the Man, Cage the Elephant, uh, singer Matt Schultz uh, from Cage the Elephant, also ex ambassadors, 
Rise Against frontman Tim uh, McElrath and Marcus Mumford and many more. Just got a text that said, you read my mind. Yes, great one. Great <laughs> word. From Jackie. Yeah, like Delve Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jackie. All right, uh, Billy Corgan and his partner, Chloe Mendel, have welcomed their second child and first daughter Aww. named Philomena Clementine Corrigan. And their, <laughs> their son, Augustus Jupiter Corrigan, was born in... Uh, 2015. Here's to many years of being roughed up at school. Uh, Corgan wrote on Instagram, please welcome Philomena Clementine Corgan, the latest addition to our family, pictured here with her brother, Augustus Jupiter. This makes eight, counting Chloe, Angel Face, Diamond Baby, Chin Chin, Ling Ling, and yours truly. Was he drinking? I don't know what he means by all that. No, do I. If it's pets or if he's just being jokey, I don't know. Uh, He added quickly, I'm so lucky to have a great partner in Chloe who juggled raising our son pregnancy with Philomena whilst building her fashion line and, oh. navi- and navigating uh, my being gone so much with um, with Smashing Pumpkins in 2018. Oh, and then there's wrestling. What a year. Uh, the Pumpkins recently announced a string of 30th anniversary live shows to kick off on November 28th in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, they will release their new album, Shiny and Oh So Bright, Volume 1, LP number past, No Future, No Sun, on November 16th. ACDC's 45th anniversary is being commemorated by the Australian government through the release of a new collection of coins. That's pretty cool. The Royal Australian Mint, the government agency, which is the sole supplier of Australia's circulating coinage, has partnered with Question, the National Science and Technology Center, to strike... It's ACDC coins with a bolt of man-made lightning. So they're actually going to use lightning to make them. Uh, the, the experiment was conducted in the Cage Lightning exhibit at Questacon, which produces lightning using a Tesla coil. Uh, Ten ACDC 50-cent pieces, all featuring the famous high-voltage logos and design elements from ACDC albums, huh. uh, were jolted with 3,500,000 volts of lightning. Like um, 1.21 gigawatts. Something like that. Royal Australian Mint Chief Executive Officer Ross McDermott said the Mint thought that such an iconic band deserved high-voltage coins and an electrifying launch to match. You thought they deserved lightning coins. We weren't sure what effect the lightning would have on the coins, but we discovered that because the coins are such excellent conductors of electricity, the lightning's mark is only visible under magnification. Uh, the 10 coins that were thunderstruck out of the 30,000... Get it? ...that were made will be randomly sent to 10 customers who order their ACDC anniversary coin through the Mint's online stores or contact center. And one final thing, set for release on November 30th, is David Bowie's complete June 25th, 2000 appearance at England's Glastonbury Festival. Only 30 minutes of Bowie's career-spanning set has ever been aired, and the new collection titled David Bowie Glastonbury 2000 features such timeless tracks as Fame, Let's Dance, Life on Mars, Changes Under Pressure, Heroes, China Girl, Ashes to Ashes, Station wow. to Station, Golden Year, Ziggy Stardust, and Rebel Rebel, among others. Uh, the collection will be available as a double CD, DVD, triple LP, double CD, digital, and high-resolution digital as well. There's only so many formats you can release at once, right? And we're doing all of them. And that's it. I have amusing news for you this morning. Let's take one last break. Come back in just a moment. Uh, get with Pierre and also get that letter today for the Word of the Week Prize trip to Atlanta. Walking Dead fans, you can't miss out on this. So we'll be back in just a moment with that and more. 
Hi, Hi, I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. I'm and, and of course it's going to be beautiful weather this weekend. I'm going to Florida where it's like 95 and yeah. humid. Um, oh, you're going to visit the uh, the fam? Yeah, just me and my daughter are going. Uh, the the rest of the fam staying here, so they'll get to enjoy the lovely weather. But that's kind of cool. You yeah, it'll be cool. Daddy daughter trip. Daddy daughter trip. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so some thank yous today, Adam Goldberg. Hey. That guy's awesome. He is fantastic. And we can be besties. I know it. I'm telling you, he should absolutely consult you, Casey, on a regular basis. You have great ideas for shows, and, of yeah. course, you know, <laughs> and, and Kathy as well. And Nick, hey, you hey know, what, everybody, everybody. I think the whole the whole show could be a good source I mean, for... to us to a level, but we're not maybe the 90s, the second part. Right. But we, we, like, I've been working down in Philadelphia for decades, but we've been on the air here for 20 years. And then, yeah. you know, so, but you guys were all born in the area. You know, yeah. I, I told somebody the other day, uh, and I think that it's true, Stephen Preston, that you guys have now lived here longer than you've lived anywhere else. Yeah. Is it, that it, true? It, yep. I've, I've lived the majority of my life here now. I thought that that was true, and I'm glad that it's accurate. It yeah. is accurate. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, I've gotten word that apparently Adam would want to get access to Pulsar if we get access to Pulsar. Ooh. So we'll see if we can make okay. that happen. All right. Well, we had somebody who got in touch with us said that he knows the guy who owns Pulsar. So we'll see. If he we had it at his, uh, his bar mitzvah, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, so thanks to Adam for being on the show tonight. The Goldbergs is at uh, is 8, 8 o'clock on ABC. And tonight they, they uh, focus in on Zipperhead, which is pretty cool. Uh, thank you also to the gang from the Union Tap. Yeah. Northeast Philadelphia. You'll find them on uh, Comley Road. And Nick will be there tomorrow night from 7 to 9. It is the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour. Uh, Nick, you're going to have some tickets and autographed items to uh, give yeah. away. Helmet autographed by Chris Long. Bring your appetite because their burgers are ridiculous. They're delicious. They're huge. And uh, and you will not leave there hungry. And they were really nice guys yeah. uh, and gals. So thank you guys for coming by here today and being a part of the whole thing. And uh, they, by the way... Uh, they have nine rotating craft beer tabs, 15 HD TVs, outdoor seating, and awesome music entertainment all weekend long. But Nick will be there uh, tomorrow night, and you got to try their Delphia burger. It looks insane. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, we need to do today's letter for the word of the week, and I guess case. Yabadoo. We're going to turn it back. <laughs> well done. You need to right. blur it out. I'm not stuck with it. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President Stevens show is brought to you today by the letter R. As in Rama Lama Lama, a dingy de dingy dong. All right, and we are going to give away this prize on Friday. It is a trip for two to attend an exclusive party on set of The Walking Dead in Atlanta, including two nights hotel, airfare from Philly to Atlanta, ground transportation in Atlanta, the dead prize pack, and tickets to party with the undead. TV's number one show of The Walking Dead returns uh, for Rick Grimes' final episodes, and it's this Sunday, October 7th, 9, 8 central, only on AMC. Must be at least 18 years of age to enter. They put on big, big fan parties. Mm -hmm. They do. Amazing. I want to mention this. I didn't get to it earlier. I'll make sure I hit it again, but we've been running promos for this. Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, The Business uh, Challenge has been issued. Now, Subaru of America has encouraged local companies to get involved via the business challenge. Of course, they've they've won the largest donation the past few years, but they want don't want to discourage other businesses for jumping in and really uh helping out as well. So, uh here are the things you already know this. Largest donation gets a presidency live broadcast from your place of business. Yes. Next largest donation gets Pierre Pierre Robert uh broadcast from your place of business. Third largest donation gets $20,000 advertising schedule on MMR for Q1 of 2018. And new this year, 
one business will be randomly selected. So no matter how much you donate Ah. in the name of a business, one business will be randomly selected to win a 36-month lease and servicing on a Canon full-color copy print and scan image runner advance. Basically, it's an $8,000 copier that you're going to have for three years. You're getting like... Like an office suite worth of equipment in that thing. Yeah. It's amazing. For three years and servicing on it as well. And that's from Heritage Business Systems, your authorized Canon copier dealer. So that's a that's a pretty chunky expense of your place of business that you can uh, eliminate if you happen to be chosen randomly just simply by pulling together a quick food drive if you really want to make a go at it for some of the bigger prizes, obviously go for that. Do it. We want you to have, be on board. But if you can't for some reason compete, we well, can still donate and possibly win a very cool prize. That That is wonderful. So thank you uh, to Heritage Business Systems uh, for helping us out with that. And we'll make sure that we continue to bang the drum on that and get everybody, as many people as we can, involved with this year's Camp Out for Hunger. <laughs> Do you realize how much stuff we have coming up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're going to London first. Yeah. That's coming up in the very near future. That's so, a, that's a whole other country. Uh, so I'm going to thank. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm going to thank here. our uh, sponsors. President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. And the President and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also, winner airport parking, the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show. Tomorrow on our program, actor Ike Barinholtz will be in the studio. Love him. We hi- we're we going to talk to our buddy Guy Fieri. Hey. Hey. And comedian Tim Dillon is stopping by tomorrow, too. So it's going to be a busy day, and we hope that you will join us for that. Pierre's up next. Your chance to win $1,000 on the way at 11 o'clock. Birthday Bucks Part 2. And that's just the second time today. It happens all day long. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. To all the that want to be quiet at the Neil Young concert, go f*** yourself. Can't believe I can't stand up and cheer for the man you tell me to sit down. If you're not a fan, go to a library and watch somebody fiddle on the guitar. You all, you don't have a heart of gold. Keep rocking in the free world, motherfucker. Next message. So I recently had breakfast, and the young lady brought me my waffle, and every square had butter in it. I think I found my soulmate. Next message. I had the guy coming at me trying to make a left and cut me off when I'm trying to make a right. I have somebody who can't decide which way they want to go or if they want to let traffic go in front of them. You know what? It's a team effort. Let's all do dumb all at the same time. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.